0: This is The Extra Sheep, the unofficial Age of Empires 4 podcast, hosted by myself, Sockerton, along with Beale and Caleb Calmari. Uh, Sir Nevels is not with us today. He is now no-show Nevels. He's really sad that he uh, had more important things in life than this podcast. Uh, basically, fantasy football took precedence. And uh, while I respect that, we are very sad to miss him because we have some big stuff coming on the show today. Uh, one of those great things is that we have also in our virtual town center studios, Escalade. So welcome Hi. in, welcome in ask Glad. and uh, everyone else. How you guys doing?
1: Doing good. They both awkwardly <laughs> weren't Very sure who day. to go first.
0: So they just kind of sat yeah. there. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're too polite, it's fine. Someone will speak up.
0: Usually it's where Sir Neville just jumps on the gun right on the moment, you know, yeah. it's like ready for like the nice like intro. Uh, yeah, so.
2: yeah, I only realized that after, you know, since I'm the guest, I didn't want to go first. Yeah, yeah. all's well. I mean,
0: Asklad's a guest. We're professionals like, here. We, we've got such a reputation with Askelad. It's like having Asklad on the show is a lot like having 10-4 Tim on the show. He's someone that we all really know and we've interacted with a lot. Uh, it's just the first time we've gotten him on the show. I mean, he's all the way off in the far reaches of Germany, which for me is very far because I'm on the West Coast, of course. Uh, and somehow, what time is it there, Asklad? It's gotta be like middle of the night, right?
2: Yeah, can we not talk about this uncomfortable topic? Because I've gotta get up in the morning because I've got work. But uh, yeah, it's it's 11 p.m. right now. Oh, 11 p.m. Also, okay. I wish, I wish I wasn't as well spoken as Tim. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Well,
0: uh, so far so good. Oh, okay, I was like really weird. was like gonna be like 4 a.m. or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm like in the morning. You mean in an hour? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Normally, that's how it is. Normally, when I'm like streaming at night, uh, it's like early morning for Europe. So. Uh, well, yeah, guys, we've got this is probably one of the biggest I, I I, making the outline for today's episode is really difficult because I just really didn't know what to put except for that. We've got one of the biggest announcements in Age Empires for history so far.
3: Uh, for those who yeah, don't or at know least an announcement of an announcement,
0: Yeah, an announcement of an announcement. Yeah, that, that's the tricky thing, right? I didn't really know what to put because I was trying to kind of dive in and I was like, you know, they announced stuff. but They didn't give us a lot of meat to that. So this podcast is going to be us trying to give worthwhile information while we're also going to be half speculating and half just reacting to the fact that we have news i don't know what are you guys we'll start with like some initial reactions right maybe just some initial reactions oh maybe i should should introduce ask a little bit more as well i feel like i kind of did but i know him but no one else might know him right
2: i mean anyone who's ever been on any twitch chat probably (laughs) might (laughs) have uh well yeah, let's let me let me have you introduce me because I don't really I'm I not mean, really comfortable was, with that. That
0: was one of the things I was gonna mention. You're like the backseater extraordinaire. Uh Askeladd is probably one of the bigger. I try not to be. I like <laughs> it when you are. It's funny. It's you fun. Oh, man. Um, so Askalad has done a lot of casting for Rising Empires. Uh I we've mentioned that a lot on the show. If you don't know what that is at this point, uh you should check them out. We'll talk about them later, I'm sure. Uh he does a lot of casting for them. He's just a Big guy in the community. I I feel like Askeladd has kind of all kind of been a pinpoint for we have all kind of kind of brought brought us all in some way or in a shape to Rising Empires. At least I kind of feel that way. I feel like he was the one who casted my first fledgling games on Rising Empires. I remember you being so disappointed, Askeladd, too. I remember you were so, so (laughs) frustrated with me. I was going English into HRE. I remember this game because I went back and watched it. I remember it very vividly. I went back and I Oh, do you do you have that recording still? I don't, but I like in my uh-huh. brain, it's clear as day. But I remember you were just kind of so mad. I was winning. It was on Altai. I was English back when all I knew how to do was English Ram rush into HRE. And you were just so mad that I wasn't like I don't know what I was doing. Maybe I wasn't getting upgrades quite fast enough, but I was playing really, really okay for where I was at. But you you were so frustrated that I was winning because you were like kept thinking I shouldn't be winning, but I was. I just kept picking off he this should, guy's
1: meta-arms. This shouldn't be working, yeah. I, I <laughs> that guess. sounds exactly like Ascalon. <laughs> he
2: was so hey, frustrated. I've, I've come a long way, okay? I, <laughs> I got feedback that maybe I should be more positive to people and maybe point out <laughs> things that they're actually doing right instead of
0: uh, always yeah it was really funny because um, he, he just you he were getting so kind of flustered like this shouldn't be working like what is he doing he needs to be doing this better and better but i kept winning and i just was kind of steamrolling this guy because i just was doing a big longbow mass and if you don't know what to do with that that, that was back when that was really good and just overwhelmed this it's poor still guy really good. good at arms it is, yeah it's true it still is really good so that's ask did i miss anything guys what do you think beale caleb what else do you need to say about <laughs> ask i just feel like he is he just he's like a, a piece of nature himself in this game
3: yeah, there'll be times I'll be on Twitch and just, you know, clicking around on streams of like two or three viewers. And then all of a sudden you see like Lad pop up in the chat and just like point out something like I feel like you're <laughs> always there like on Twitch, no matter what or who is streaming. Uh, there's always a chance you'll end up seeing an Lad comment somewhere.
1: I think Askeladd I think single-handedly is the reason I have no idea what European time zones are, because I never know <laughs> if he's awake during the day or in the middle of the night. or Yeah,
2: yeah I have a really weird schedule. But uh, <laughs> yeah, home, home office and uh, half, half a week of a uh, kid uh, does that to one. Like I, I spend like the, the times when the kid is here, I spend with him like mostly. And uh, then the other week I have to make up for that in work time.
0: I think we've mentioned, I think we've mentioned you on this podcast a ton. Ask like, you, like, again, this year having you on is all like having Tim. Like we mentioned 10 for Tim, like a million, like almost every single episode It was like six or seven episodes where we got him on too. We mentioned him every single episode. Then we finally had him on. Uh, I think we mentioned you every time we've talked about China, we usually mention both 10 for Tim and yourself So, or or HRE. We mentioned HRE a lot and then we'll bring you up with the uh, mind work.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, because
0: German that's just yeah. German, yeah, yeah, it, it <laughs> tracks.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, well, I can, I can do a, a German uh podcast appearance here. There you go, we that's will that's have
4: fun.
2: <laughs> 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 I
0: um, love it. This is gonna be good. <laughs> So um that's Ascalad. If you don't know Ascalad, you're missing out. Go join Rising Empires. Go say hello. Go just join any Twitch stream with, that's streaming Age Empires Four. You will find him. He is like I said, you a you presence. True. A presence of nature. He just is.
3: Um, you can even find him on his own stream. Oh, yeah, well. that's true. It's yeah, true. true. You get uh, one of the <laughs> best animated one of the best animated ram emotes. If yeah. You, uh, subscribe to lot. I've I think I've paid like. Over I don't know forty bucks at this point to be able to use that amount, uh, it's worth it
2: yeah bill bill paid it. about forty bucks of my border skate free uh, copy thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> it is appreciated <laughs> Oh
0: that's too good um so back to the news at hand I mean there's there's just so much to talk about but also so little to talk about at the same time. Um, what are you guys' initial reactions? maybe maybe we should maybe an overview of what has been announced maybe that would help right so yeah um first of all i i don't know if i have got the best timeline as far as what was announced and when um what do either of you feel like you guys would be more adept at i mean i
3: feel like uh if you wanted i think egc's announcement came first and then there was gamescom with the other announcement which was one of the funniest presentations ever because i was watching it at work And like, super psyched for like, okay, they gotta say something. They gotta say something. And it's, you know, they cut out 30 minutes for Age of Empires IV. And then I watch it and it's just like, oh, here's how you can use uh, the new UI, the new console UI and play with the controller. Mm -hmm. And that just kept going and going and going. And then, like, right at the 29 minute mark, right as they were cutting away, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, we're announcing a new expansion. Uh, it's going to be the biggest expansion ever uh well see ya
1: (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) that was (laughs) was radio silence that's pretty good yeah i wasn't able to watch it but
0: so i I do want to talk about a little bit about egc tv let's dive into that first so they announced three s tier tournaments coming coming soon uh i have a reddit post I, i linked in the outline um just for my own reference here uh there's the money, the money line, I don't really care about. There's a $15,000 tournament, a $10,000 tournament, and a $25,000 tournament. To most of us, that I don't really care. That's just going to draw some guys into play, I guess. Um, the first one is called Called to Arms, uh, and that's going to be from September 9th to October 1st. Um, that one sounds like a pretty... I, I don't know. We don't know nothing about this, as far as I know. The next one, I think I've think i I've got an insight on this one. and They're calling it Empires at War. Um, that, that to me, indicates uh, that's going to be from October 14th to November 5th. That's to me, it makes me think that the second one is going to be Empire Wars mode tournament. That's just, what do you guys think? Is that reasonable? Is that a reasonable insight? Yeah, I think it's a
3: pretty yeah. reasonable guess. Also, I just want to jump in here. A uh, couple of things I do think it is, uh, I know you're kind of skimming over the prize pools, but to see another 50000 uh being like, given to EGC to put on these three events, I think that's huge. That's uh, true. It is sponsored by
0: Microsoft. That's right.
3: Especially if you're keeping around uh, just the pro players and like keeping them engaged in the scene. I think, uh, the fact that we have, we've got these three, three tournaments coming up, uh, three months in a row with prize pools, uh, $10,000 or greater in each one of them, um, is a good sign for the future health of the competitive scene.
1: Is this going to be like, uh, like the one at the beginning of the year where they had like the two different types of things leading into the one kind of, almost like three tournaments in one tournament. Maybe because the last There's one, like the last one is,
0: because uh, I, I think you it's might be honest, on, the last yep. one's EGC finals, 2023. And that's the, that's the biggest one with $25,000 prize pool, December 2nd to December 17th. So that, yeah. that, that I think you're onto something. I'm betting the placements matter for both of those two. And that, that will lead into the finals. Now it is interesting that the call to arms is a bigger tournament with 15 K whereas empires at war is a 10 K. I'm betting that's because it's going to be empire wars, very different meta. So the prize mm-hmm. was just a bit smaller from that so one in between the two big ones. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. And then the EGC finals coming in right in the winter time. That's going to be so good. And I, I don't think I don't think this is a coincidence that they are having these start in September 9th uh, and then going the rest of the year with the addition of potentially new civs, new announcements, new the new update. Uh, I definitely think that that is very choreographed to be together, you know, obviously being sponsored by Microsoft. That's that's. Obviously, almost
1: got to be true. Do you think they'll drop it like with that tournament? Or do you think they'll drop it before the tournament? And then because they don't have a lot of time, though. So my
3: thoughts are uh, that expansion is probably going to be dropped. I got to imagine uh, the changing of the ranked seasons. No,
4: that's
3: um, what I, would I, think. I hope that yeah. as well. I don't know if that's soon enough. So the call to arms would be played on this current patch. And empires at war is with the new expansion. But you're playing Empire Wars, so it's not like, I don't know.
4: And you're, it's not hyping, like there's up, already you're hyping up the final. For
3: that, so there's, uh, it's a little different. And then finals are played on the latest patch and everybody's had a couple of months to get used to uh, the balance with the expansion.
2: The Actually, final. the timing would be awkward because uh, the new season, or rather, the old season, is gonna end uh, right in the middle of the empires at war. It's uh, eight weeks from now, eight weeks in one day.
3: Okay, I, I think that makes sense. That like why they're choosing to do an empire wars, where th- maybe that's not as impactful. Robbing I mean, new
1: I'm past- all for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I see what you're saying. I also think it's completely possible that. Microsoft threw money, EGCTV, and they picked arbitrary times, and it just so happened to line up.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, we don't really know a sponsored by hat can be so many things, right? Like
1: that that yeah, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean they're like coordinating with to work on it because because it, uh, Microsoft isn't running it. <laughs> they are just giving the money for it.
0: I wonder so. how much insight EGC TV had. In regards to this update and this announcement, you know, I, I
1: don't know. That'd, that'd be because I mean, September 9th is coming right around
0: it, the corner. It's right as of recording today. This is August twenty seventh. I mean, that's like, shoot, is that like two weeks from now? Yeah, like uh, I'm gonna be on vacation the pro, right now this time. The yeah, pro players up. are gonna be
2: the pro players are gonna be uh, surprised by that we were surprised by that certainly like we we could have done like a qualifier for this even if EGC isn't isn't available like rising Empires would have done that oh. and people are complaining because actually uh, it's gonna be uh, selected by atR points who gets to play in that mm. and Watch chief club happens to be like the big atr mine off of the aoe four scene because basically it's the only tournament that is running all the time
1: yeah
3: that also means there's no wololo this year too yeah no red bull Yeah, that's sad yeah i heard that red bull is pulling out of uh esports entirely really Really? yeah i've heard a rumor so don't take this 100 uh, confirmed (laughs) but i've heard that yeah red bull is uh scaling down their esports involvement
0: Mm. i mean i could see why it's not like i mean Where's your return on investment coming from, right? I, I could see that being difficult for sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was such a surprise last year. I'm just like, oh, you were spending this amount of money to put this on yeah. for a game in a niche genre?
0: Like, it was awesome. But, like, it, yeah, again, it's very niche. It'd have to be a lot more stuff going behind. I mean, money money is the bottom
1: line for so much, right? It, yeah. So... Well, because, they, they, ahead, they've then. been doing the wall of those for age of empires 2 and stuff like that so it wasn't like just for for right kind of a combo thing yeah. with lots of stuff
0: but, but again yeah. i mean i mean across i mean rts across the scene i can't imagine being the most money-making cash cow in the world for a no. big brand like wool yeah. like a red bull
1: yeah that's yeah they don't make a ton on it but they're yeah i mean they've done a lot they've done fighting games and they've done mm-hmm. valorant and, and and all sorts of stuff they just had a whole department dedicated to it so
0: you know this is an off a bit of an off topic but like as far as like gaming and like tournament kind of gaming there's not a lot of new games this year that i can think of that are very tournament based you know i mean a lot of the games we mentioned that are going to be street game fighter of the year Six. what was that
3: street fighter 6
0: came out this year oh that's fair yeah. that's fair but like i don't know that, that it's there's been a not as many as other years i feel like i mean this year a lot of the, the top contenders for game of the year easily are all mostly like story-based rpgs really
1: yeah well it's there was a big big long timeline many many years in the making but basically there is uh esports kind of became a thing in america so that's when a lot of the money started getting thrown into it and then um lots of people tried to be the next esport and all of them failed and the only ones that lived were the established ones Mm. um or like Valorant, which was from League of Legends who was already established, so they already kind of had a poll anyway. Um, the, the, that being one of the newest esport ones, I would say. Um, mm. But the problem is like Super People is basically not a thing anymore and they had like a built-in tournament system and things like that. Um, and So there are lots of games that were trying to be esport things and and the the goal of the game was to be an esport and then gameplay, you know, funness or whatever later. Um, And that just didn't work. Building the game like that just doesn't.
0: No, that's not how you should build a game at all, really.
1: Yeah. But there's money involved, and that's, you know. Money talks. Yeah. Late stage. Yeah. Whatever happens to the uh, Overwatch League. I think it literally is like gone. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what happened (laughs) to Overwatch,
0: anyways? I mean, Overwatch is in a rough spot. I I don't think 2 has been very well received. Yeah. The blowback.
2: I've I've
1: been hearing a lot of like Doom news about. League, so we've had a lot of doom oh, news doom here too haven't we that's, news. that's something you I mean I like the about. last year of age of empires
0: yes so we'll get <laughs> to the new sieves and the rest of the announcement here in a bit so just just suffice to say they've teased a big big expansion um we know that at least japan has been confirmed as a new sieve uh there might be more coming uh it's really hard to say because they didn't tell us a lot they just really hyped us up that at least stuff is for sure coming in japan made all the weebs like froth at the mouth everyone's really happy right now but yeah, the doom news, man, the doom and gloom has been insane. And there are a couple of reasons. I want to break into kind of like why this is happening, why it happened. Um, we've, we've, been, we've been kind of joking on this podcast for a while that the game is not dying. Um, we've always been very positive on this podcast in that regard. Um, I know Sir Neville's was really like, this is going to be fine. Everyone needs to calm down. Uh, I wasn't too sure we were going to get anything this year. I was starting to, I was starting, not that I was dooming on the game, just that I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to get my hopes up to be dashed. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys, right? Uh, I'm okay. I was okay with the game being just the game it is. Like, I I, I could live with it. I'm okay. The game's not dying. It's in an okay spot. Uh, but there was a lot of doomerism going around all across, like, the forums, on the Reddit, everywhere. And a big thing, we were kind of, we were, I was just talking to, to Beal while he was streaming just a little bit ago. That Like, man, like, I wish they would have just, given us something right just some kind of news or at least some kind of inkling hey we're not announcing anything yet we might have some big news coming up at gamescom hold hold till then you know at least some kind of like give us some information i I feel like the, the absolute dearth of of news from aoe has been really really like has had kind of a chilling effect on the game i don't know what do you what do you guys think
2: let me let me ask you this: Do you think it was intentional that they had radio silence?
0: I think. I hope that not. I hope not. Because it feels almost that like was it. just so like that would be so.
1: I'm not gonna say dumb, but I really want to say dumb. Yeah. I so I th- I think that it isn't as dumb as it feels. Uh t- so so I having looked into a lot of uh game developers commentary on other games and how they've like launched and things like that um a lot of people tend to either go really really hard into the community driven thing where they have like a discord and reddit and they're constantly pumping pumping updates like stormgate where like every corner you turn they're like releasing a new screenshot or a new update or a new idea they've had um Or you say nothing at all and just launch something and walk away that way you don't have to deal with like partial commentary because the one the games that have a really hard time are the ones that are like some kind of taking feedback but not doing anything really with it and kind of this weird middle ground and so there's kind of i think two strategies you're either like really hyper incorporated or you're um hey here's an announcement and then we walk away (laughs) uh and it worked well for things like uh FromSoft. they don't do anything with anybody and then they just drop games um and i think that feels like the strategy they're trying to do but uh
0: with a game that has constant updates though and constant yeah. season changes and news that is pretty constant season to season with little mini events and stuff i personally and this is just you know this is just According to Socrates here, I just feel like that's just not the best. That's and I don't mean to harp on on Microsoft too hard for this, because I am very thrilled that they are doing something. They're taking care of the game like we have been on their side essentially for this whole time, like saying, hey, let the devs do the the thing. They're just they're doing their thing. Let them do their thing. Uh, The game's not dead. But man, I do have to look back and kind of looking through all the stuff on the Reddit and all the stuff like you think that you'd want to be in charge of the narrative just a little bit more, you know?
1: yeah well and and it's it's sending mixed signals because they used to be way more active yeah and that's kind of what i was almost piecing at was like they they've kind of switched their tune in the middle of it um i think because of maybe a a success bar that was a little set high and then now they're kind of getting pushed back a little bit or, or i don't know what caused the shift but they used to be like talking a lot and then they went silent and are kind of just ever you know for the last almost year less a little less than that nine months or something they just haven't been pumping lots of information out they've just been kind of dropping announcements um and it feels like a shift in their their way they want to function but it's inconsistent with how they were doing it
0: i wonder how much i wonder how much that has to do with the fact that relic no longer really has any kind of say or anything to do with this game essentially Mm -hmm. and that it is now i mean it always was a microsoft baby but essentially the development is not everyone who keeps saying that it's all relic, it's really not. But this game is not relic, it's Microsoft. So, anyone who still thinks that, re- re- readjust a little bit here. This is a Microsoft game through and through at this point. Uh, I wonder if that has something to do with it because relic kind of is off into the Shadowlands right now, frankly, with uh, some of their <laughs> bad releases, looking at company heroes and just even even the way Age Empires Four was re- received initially. Uh, wasn't great i wonder if microsoft just kind of took it over 100 percent and was like okay now if we're doing it our way i don't don't know that's that's very speculative on my part i don't really know but it does definitely does feel like something changed ever since malians and ottomans came out we really had Mm -hmm. no roadmap no inkling of anything that they were going to do moving forward at all
1: and i think a shift in management aligns with that pretty well uh, if if Microsoft took it over, they didn't have like the community and things like that. They were just kind of the big dad hovering over. And so they just kind of drop, drop by, give you a Christmas present and then take off again. <laughs> Here's your Christmas card. It's much more Microsofty than, than <laughs> what Relic was starting with. Right.
0: The term for that is that would, a that Disneyland dad. In case you're wondering. Disneyland dad. As a kid dad. of divorced parents who's <laughs> had that dropped on my poor father once. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's.
1: Disneyland dad,
0: wow, <laughs> so good. My dad was not a Disneyland dad, guys. He was, he was present. He was there, uh, but he was accused of that once, and it was very sad for him. Uh, anyways. <laughs> was it at disneyland no no it wasn't it was it was some stupid lawyer that my mom had this is getting really personal for me but uh was a lawyer like my my mom had we were like fighting for custody of my little sister because she didn't want to live with my mom she wanted to go to my dad and i was with my dad it was it's a big big fiasco but the lawyer called my dad in court like a disneyland dad and my dad was like what the heck like i'm right here i'm raising my son i'm like what hello yeah 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 yeah. dude that's that's, lawyers are awful anyways uh (laughs) Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy there. for
2: negativity here to distract to distract from that bombshell anyway <laughs> um uh, wait where, where was i going with this yeah My- microsoft uh, has has a history unfortunately with age of empires 2 already to well uh kind of let the game go and live by itself a little bit and yeah. not have any communication at all and let the community like keep it alive essentially yeah. and That's then occasionally just have a patch or a-
3: well son i'm sending you the voobly good luck we'll see you <laughs> in
2: let's let's be really isn't isn't that exactly what's happening like yeah yeah well son, go go on off here's here's fifty thousand dollars good luck
3: so what really bums me out about that is because a two, you can play it wasn't an always online game uh mm-hmm. like you could you know uh, hypothetically if you were in college and your friends had maybe a cracked cd or a usb drive that you passed around you could still play aoe2 uh, no problem um Crystal. multiplayer but with aoe4 with all of like the integration into their central servers um i don't know if there's going to be an equivalent to voobly if if microsoft would leave yeah I don't know if AoE four can go the same route that AoE two did, but uh, maybe Microsoft will just continue to support AoE four for the next uh, however many years that it has a healthy player base.
0: Yeah, it's it. I definitely kind of feel like. Like again, personally, I just feel like this is not the best. I, I you'd want to control the narrative more, I would think. And I, I'm a marketing major. I'm a I'm a guy who does business communication. I'm a graphic designer, videographer. Like I, I work for a hospital, helping with messaging. So this is very much up my alley. You the rule number one rule in like any kind of PR scenario is you want to control the narrative, right? Um, like getting ahead of the news is always what you want to do. You want to be the one saying how things are, not having everyone else speculate about whether or not you're giving your nurses a raise, et cetera, like things like that. You know, you don't want to lose control of the narrative. And I definitely feel like the way Microsoft has done it. I mean, I guess at the end, all they care about is that people buy the game, buy the expansion pack. It's probably what's running this. It's probably going to cost like 20, 30 bucks for the expansion. They know they're going to get money off of it. Boom, bada, line, bada, 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 bing, bada, boom. Everyone gets paid. That's probably all that really matters, essentially. And again, that's very, that's very like, uh, very late, late stage capitalism. capitalism. But... That's kind of, that's what makes it run, right? That's what makes the whole system run. But I definitely feel like you'd want to be in charge of it because I I do want to address the Doomerism. Like, the Doomerism was bad. Like, the the community was really kind of tearing itself apart a little bit. I mean, I know, uh, I I have got a reaction actually from Sherman, uh, from our Sherman, or how GS, if you guys know him, he is. Uh, I want to actually read his reaction to this because it's very interesting. It definitely does kind of, but in moments, and, he, and he's very, very happy about where it's at. And I know a lot of us are very pleased to see. I mean, a lot of us are really glad that dad showed up and gave us our big present. Like, dad loves us. Yay. He, like, we're all feeling that, you know. But uh, he says, he's saying here, thank you, Relic, uh, World's Edge, and Microsoft, uh, all those peeps. He says, there, this is what, I'm going to read just verbatim what he's got here. I quote, there have been moments of quiet when the Age of Empires four community waited with bated breath, anxious for news, hoping against hope. Our hearts have a special corner reserved for this game, it's not just pixels and gameplay to us, it's a journey, an experience, a passion. And with time, the silence grew heavy. Concerns arose, doubts crept in, and the fervor of many was tested. But today, that stillness was broken with one of the most exhilarating news. A new DLC, fresh civilizations, innovative mechanics, and more tournaments on the horizon. It's like the dawn after a long night. We were aware of the challenges faced, the hush that loomed, and even though the unfortunate layoffs, even the unfortunate layoffs at Relic, such news would make any dedicated community tremble. But like any true Age of Empires player knows, it's not about the battles lost, but the wars won. It must have been challenging for all of you staying silent amidst the rising clamor, and I think this is addressing the devs in particular. I think this I, I do think this is my my side that this is a, a management-driven community like like philosophy of how they've been doing it. So um this is I think addressing the devs. Uh, he says it must have been challenging for all of you staying silent amidst the rising clamor. But now we see it was a quiet before a magnificent storm. Your commitment, dedication, and the silent persever- uh, perseverance has shown that this game isn't just another project for you. It's in a labor of love, uh, at least for the devs. So again, I, I, I do have my own. I'm very much editorializing this. I'm sorry. Uh, and we couldn't be more thankful. The Age Empires Four community stands strong, and it stands with you. The heart and soul of you of you pour into this game doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you for turning into our voices, turning tuning into our voices. The little surprises that brighten our days, and for continuously striving to make AoE 4 a masterpiece. Here's to a new chapter, to the brilliant minds behind the game, and to an even more glorious future for Age Empires 4. Sincerely, Sherman King. I think that was well fun and very poetically written. I definitely feel like that beginning part about the doubts kind of creeping in, and that like I I just there was so much Doomerism on this. And while I agree that the devs, it must have been hard. I know like Bitterland like wouldn't talk, or like really couldn't talk about things with us here on the podcast. We had to keep it very much with his map-making beforehand. Uh, so I, I definitely have to kind of draw the conclusion that this is a very pointed management style of how they're managing it. But I I just have to fundamentally disagree with it, right? I mean, what do you guys think? What, what would be a better... Would it be better if they just... I mean, obviously it probably would, huh? just be better if they gave us some kind of roadmap a little bit.
1: I don't know. In In order to do that, they would have to have a team... Dedicated to community management, um, because <laughs> <laughs> because what you can't do is have partial community management where you like have roadmaps and stuff and then do nothing else mm-hmm. because the people then, as we have seen, eat themselves alive and uh, and and you know oh my gosh what is this about? speculation? Speculation that everybody starts spiraling and it becomes a huge problem and it's always going to happen, but having a dedicated squad doing blog posts and doing things uh well like League of legends does they do a lot of stuff where they have different devs come on and write different articles like once a week or whatever um they, they have kind of constant interaction and without that and with minimal input you get basically where we're at but with more frustration because you have something to be frustrated with instead mm-hmm. of just having nothing to you know being frustrated at nothing
3: um yeah. I was surprised to learn recently that there actually is a community manager for AOE four. I was not oh, aware not that sure. there was a person that had that title.
0: Who is that? Yeah. Or where, where are they? What's their name? Be true, I was like, what, where are they? I have not, I've heard nothing of this. And, and I, I don't browse the, the official forums that often because frankly, it's not a very user friendly place to go diving into a, the specific website, into the age of empires four forums. Uh, is that where that's at? Is that the only spot where they, they are?
3: So all I know, I remember when there were announcements at Gamescom, uh, people were posting screenshots from the official AOE4 Discord, I think, uh, which I'm not a part of. Uh, but there was like there were admins in there fulfilling the community manager role hmm. of like, hey, we've got this doing it. We've got this coming up. Stick around because we may announce something else at this time sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, there's always going to be somebody in charge of that kind of stuff because they have to like be the guy that like controls the social media and things like that. Um, but they they don't have like a, like a whole team of people that are like coordinating, you know, long term community outreach stuff. Um, and they might have like the Discord. I don't know. Maybe Discord's like the one place to do because I was part of the Microsoft uh, official forum for a while, and it was basically reddit <laughs> it, was it, like, wasn't, it was like crappy reddit yeah yeah it just wasn't whoa that was loud uh there yeah it was basically crappy reddit and it was i mean there was modding but it was basically the extent of it and uh yeah so i don't know maybe the discord's like the their place that they focus on and they just don't reach out to all the rest of the social medias or something but
0: uh it just yeah, seems like such place. a big oversight to me i i, I don't i it's, don't want to harp on them too much either but i just feel like gosh like that I, I don't think it'd be too difficult to have even just like teasers of hey stuff is coming so stop doomering like i, I feel like that would be mm. enough you know
3: I want yeah, to them. Just... they handled it so poorly <laughs> the radio silence got everybody in the community like just nervous that nothing else was ever gonna happen with this game uh, yeah. i wish it was only nervous i bet we lost like
2: maybe maybe an eighth of the whole player base just by people leaving because they thought well oh there's layoffs at relics well there's radio silence well this game is going nowhere bye yeah
0: it sounds like every Reddit post on Reddit the last two months too
3: yeah well you're welcome i i summed it up for you i don't know if it would be that amount because we're talking about people who love video games so they're gonna keep playing their games they're just gonna post really mad about it on the internet uh, <laughs> according to the steam charts there really hasn't been that big of a drop off uh in players Uh, i mean it goes it spikes on free weekends and it spikes around the start of new seasons and bigger patch drops but uh, on the whole uh just based on the steam data the aoe4 community is holding steady
2: feel like i need to be the mandatory reddit post that now compares the AoE 4 player base to the AoE 2 player base on oh, the steam geez. data but uh let's not <laughs> go there okay
3: well yes it's a the, the player count may not be as high uh but it is if you are looking at the metrics of like losing average player base losing like peak or uh just average amount of players that log in a month it it's not really going down it's holding steady um and it gets a bump every time there's a patch announced or something happens like it does go up and then it maintains at the higher level for a bit so i don't think the i don't think the player base is in trouble right now uh but yeah uh microsoft just i feel like they just botched communications for the past year
0: it does really feel weird to go from like complete radio silence to Here's the biggest announcement ever and more's coming. Like it's like, where have you been? <laughs> I yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. We can only and, hope and, that there was someone like really passionate about Age of Empires four, like in a Microsoft boardroom, just being like, You gotta continue support for this. This game's really good. You gotta keep supporting this. And like they, they finally got the green light. And that's and the like, frustrating okay, thing, right? Is here we that the go, game is really good. There you go.
0: Like the game is, we've been saying on this podcast for months now, like this game is in a probably the best spot it's been in to play ever. Again, it's been that way. And everything, single thing they change has been pretty much positive on the whole. I mean, every time they they adjusted the trade, the trade trick no longer exists as an exploit. Like things have just gotten better and better and better. And now we're getting some, I mean, this was, and this is the kind of announcement that I wish they'd announced a lot earlier because the announcement itself, the meat of it, I mean, now everyone is doing that thing where they pick it apart and try and find every little clue and try and learn all that they can from it. Because they didn't really announce anything in this announcement except for, hey, huge announcement coming up. And also, here's a screenshot that looks like it might be a Japanese civ. Which has been confirmed, by the way. Hmm. Has it? Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure it has, right, Neil?
3: Nice. Yeah, I saw... Yes, confirmed. Um, I saw a screenshot that definitely... Uh, wouldn't be able to be photoshopped, uh, posted somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even, okay, let's, let's talk <laughs> okay, about the actual announcement.
0: Let's talk about it. Like, the yeah, the pictures that they posted for the uh, the big expansion project, uh, one of the last of the four main photos on that was, like, looks like a little, it almost looks like what would be a granary for China, but instead it's got a very different looking, like, stilted little houses in the middle, and there's cherry blossoms, and it looks like there's, like, a little samurai guy off the side, like, it like very much reads, this is totally Japanese. This, there's a shrine in the background. Yeah, there's like yeah, a pagoda in the background. That's it's, Japanese. It, it, it's there's, yeah, 100% totally everything I've seen. I've seen a lot of different uh, photos now come out from different like angles and different things that they've posted. It's like, this is totally Japanese. Like, I think has, and I'm pretty sure one of the devs has like leaked or said or something that it is confirmed. 100% like that is coming and that is actually huge I know that I think of all the most wanted sieves, I think the most agreed on was that everyone wanted a Japanese sieve.
3: it was certainly top three yeah
0: yeah easily uh the I know Japanese it, the, Danes, the Danes and who are we missing that then it gets kind of like Byzantines I think Byzantine. is the next one
1: it, it gets, yeah there's definitely no. yeah it's definitely Japanese here because they have yeah like you said the granary looking thing I'm looking on the wiki right now they have some pictures. Um, so there's guys. also some towers I don't recognize, and those might be Ottoman towers, but I don't know. Uh, on some stone walls. Well, and we know there's one cool. new civ, but they haven't really said. Like, I mean, that doesn't
0: mean that there's only one. I, I, I first I was yeah. like, okay, there's why? Only one, why is but the
2: expansion called Sultans
0: Ascend? That is the strange thing. There's been some Reddit posts on that too. Like, okay, so we know that the new civ is going to be J- Japan. That's for sure a new civ. Then the expansion's called Sultans Ascend, which is. Like thousands of miles away from the island of japan that's like middle east that's like what
2: I mean, <laughs> it. if into... it's a japanese biome and nothing
3: else i'm <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, no, no that's... china <laughs> uh, that is that would be so disappointing <laughs> that, I that would laughing, kill it that, that would, would just be the that end that would be so awful
0: yeah that'd be pretty bad but they okay they've also said this is going to be the biggest expansion yet and now, if I look back at past expansions, the biggest one I think we can I point to is Ottomans and Malians coming in at the same time. That was two.
1: They're saying this is the biggest one yet. So my theory is that the Sultan ascends is referring to a uh, Ottoman campaign. That's what I, what think. I would I think. So. Yeah. I hope so. I'm, I'd be pumped for that i think i think that's kind of what it is because it's the biggest thing in a campaign with the way they do the campaigns with like full like videography and stuff would be a big the biggest expansion on top of adding new civs and stuff too uh-huh. um that, that would make i think i believe that with context of the name is like fairly uh likely
0: i i would agree with that assessment My my only question is are we getting more than just japan that's the only one i can point to as being a brand new sieve although i will say uh it they, they looks like there's gonna be more skins for existing units and stuff i know that hre got a little bit of love with some it uh, looks like the new skins for the knights and stuff i mean look like they look like there's some some really cool some of the photos like look sweet
3: so i'm gonna be really pedantic here for a minute and oh. they announced this is their <laughs> biggest expansion ever but they have not actually released an expansion before a named expansion this is true you have to be that guy. I am, yeah. Uh, yes. Technically, this will be the biggest one. Um, As it's the only. I, mean, I also think that's the like...
0: smallest one, then.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're the best Age of Empires 4 strategy game alive. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll point out I'm my parents' favorite child. So, yeah. <laughs> are you their the, the,
1: the parents' I only child. Is, is, <laughs> is that what you're getting at, Bill? Is that what you're getting at? No. Uh, what i'm getting at
3: is uh biggest mm-hmm. expansion doesn't mean much to me other than marketing fluff mm-hmm. i'll i'll see Happy it when i you. see it um but adding single player campaigns would be huge yeah uh, especially get some better mission designers uh i've played through the english and uh campaigns um just because i was actually interested mostly in the ruse as i don't know much about Moscowi and the rise of the Roos people. So I figured, Hey, why not throw on some campaign missions, uh, immerse myself a little bit into this, uh, Throwing but some history. Yeah. Some sort of history, get some sort of perspective going. Uh, unfortunately the like actual level design for the single player missions are, uh, below what I'd call standard for single player RTS,
0: is there yeah. anything you can point to as to what felt that way?
3: Uh, I don't know if you played StarCraft 2 or WarCraft 3. Uh, WarCraft 3 probably has the best RTS campaign it's of all so time. so
1: good. Oh my gosh, it is so
3: good.
0: I, I, my only experience is playing uh, a little bit of the Warhammer 2 and then also Age Empires 2 as I played those campaigns.
1: No, WarCraft literally wraps on those or three and it's probably sleep.
3: the best RTS yeah campaign I think ever. part
1: of that is uh, I think part of the help of that is having like hero units like in game right uh, um the, the design of the game itself I think leads to it better but I agree that some of the campaign I played through them all and uh and I, Mo, uh Mongols is the best up to this point I would argue um it's a pretty good campaign I so enjoy, Mongols, I've enjoyed yeah I always
0: say good. I enjoyed the Mongols campaign probably the most
1: yeah, I thought it was a pretty good campaign. The other ones, they're fine, but as he was saying, compared to other RTS, even like Starcraft and stuff or Command and Conquer, um, they they went with a different take where they're doing like historic pseudo historic battles, uh-huh. um, th- things like that. Where I, I get it, but uh, I think because of the way the game plays with like multiple resources and stuff, it just does not feel as as uh, kind of walking down a pathway and enjoying an experience, mm. and it feels more like I have to instead of having a pathway ahead of me and i have to figure out how to get down that pathway at x difficulty it feels like i have to play age of empires for like pvp but versus an ai on kind of a weird map mm. <laughs> um, yeah
3: with different <laughs> conditions pretty much yeah.
1: yeah with like weird different conditions that aren't necessarily fun um but i uh, yeah i think the mongols is a good one to take away from where that i think that one is all right i'll give good. that one a shot yeah uh, i really like the well, siege
0: there's like that one where you're sieging the town that one feels kind of mm-hmm. fun that, 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 one's that really was really fun
1: it, it, those are i would say the mongols is most akin to the like a StarCrafty kind of campaign mission okay where it's not uh, too linear y- yeah where well i mean the yeah it's i mean they're all kind of linear I'm, but not the way it does it well feels it's less. the linear linearness is helpful i think in campaigns uh-huh Um, some like some of the english campaigns and stuff you feel like you can kind of just build a bunch of archers and walk in and all right i'm done you know it doesn't feel like you have to like play into the story much Mm -hmm.
3: right Um, i I feel like there's lacking narrative hooks um just because history's not cool enough just kidding (laughs) no it it spans too great of a time period like with even with aoe2 campaigns like i remember the story of Said. like his campaign was great and the fact that like the last campaign mission you followed this guy all the way but he falls in battle but you have to like his wife like sort of strings his body up and it's a unit with one hp that needs to survive otherwise the moral morale of all your troops crumble uh was such a such a cool little story moment that tied into the gameplay um Yes, I, I think the narrative is just missing because it's not following just one person. You have to then realize, like, okay, so and so did this, did this, and now we're jump a hundred years later, hmm. and now there's two missions following this story, and then it's a hundred years after that, and yeah. it's a couple big. I, I noticed that with like Jonah of
0: Arc, like, because in AOE two, Jonah Arc has a whole campaign, whereas mm-hmm. in uh, Age four, it's like two three like rounds and then you're gone it's 100 years war they're gonna cover the full 100 years war and yeah and you're you're
2: not even invested in that like no i can i can still quote from the aoe2 campaigns word for word no problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's like uh 18 years ago
0: (laughs) my favorite i think my favorite one uh next to the the mongols siege mission that was my favorite we're getting kind of off topic but we haven't talked about campaign much on this podcast so i don't mind it uh my favorite uh my only other one that I think of that really stands out actually was in the French campaign. And it's the very beginning, I think, where they have like the little uh, like kind of like the trial by combat. Basically, where it's like just 20 guys on 20 guys. And you just kind of kind of pick who you want. And then you go in and you just got to micro your guys in a little tiny skirmish. That to me was a lot of fun. Yeah,
3: okay, and was- I think uh, stuff like that is missing from a lot of the AOE4 campaigns because you look at even like original StarCraft campaign. They would mix it up level after level. Like you'd have a mission where it's like, okay, you got to defend from the Zerg for 20 minutes before you can get away. So it's just a defense mission. And then, oh, this one is you need to attack like these three bases in this order. And if you do like a side quest, you get someone to ally with you kind of thing. And then the next mission might be you have 12 units. You're in a like a laboratory. Uh, You need to keep those 12 units alive. You can't build anything. It's just pure micro, mm. and I, you know, I feel like AoE four doesn't mix things up enough in their
1: campaign. You know, it's in, it's intriguing because I was look, I'm looking at the campaigns and the timelines that they cover, and because they have like the years, you know, um, and I would I would rate them exactly in proportion with how large of a time period they cover. The Mongols covers a fifty year gap. Oh um, wow. And that's my favorite one. And then the, my least favorite would be the uh, Rus, which covers a like 320-year gap.
4: Mm. Uh,
1: the French covers about a 100-year gap. And then the English covers about a 200-year gap. Um, so it's intriguing that, that the larger the gap, personally, the, the worse the campaign is. Because the Mongol, like I said, feels just really good. You like are and it's only 50 years. So you're following basically one timeline of guys, even though even though I think in some of them you jump to some different people, you're still very much in the very same type of fight. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting uh correlation. Japan yeah.
0: guys, Japan. I don't know. I'm like so excited <laughs> about it. okay, we we've been bashing on AoE, and I think my final thought on on uh on the way they've handled this for Microsoft is just give us something. Like, I mean, gosh, just don't just let it sit there to languish. I get obviously you can't probably give us a full roadmap, but don't just go complete radio silence. I mean, that doesn't they've got enough resources they could do better. I think that said, I am super I'm not the biggest. OK, I'm not the biggest like Japan Japanese Weibo kind of guy who's like super into anime and I just love everything Japan. I'm not I'm really not that that's really not me. No offense if that's you. Just not my thing. I, I just can't can't say it's me. I, I like Pokemon. OK, that's my closest thing I can say. I have I like Um that said, Japan as a Civ is still super, super awesome sounding. And I am very stoked. That's definitely something I'm going to want to pick up, like full stop. So I am super excited. Uh, what are some things you guys hope to see with that? I know it's very speculative, but what what are some things you guys hope to see with the Japanese sieve now that we know it's coming?
1: I think it would be um, interesting to see Samurais as a, uh, a unit that you can only build X amount of um kind of like almost a pseudo hero unit where they're like mm. these really tough guys and maybe they get like a defense bonus where they're maybe there's like a zone around your buildings and if they're at home they're, they're like x percent stronger or whatever um but you can't just build tons of them i think that would be an interesting thing to do you like you know max 15 or increase it by age or whatever
0: i want to kind of key and i think i saw a post on red and again this is all this is so speculative but we don't know i saw a post on it that meant me I was, I was trying one of these guys was really trying to dive into like one of those images the still images that we have uh and they mentioned like will samurai be able to be both bow wielding and sword wielding will they be able to swap between really good melee and decent like art Like imagine like a mix between the men at arm who can then also be an archer that'd be kind of sweet
1: That's yeah i think call. it'd be sweet it would it's that's really hard to balance in an yeah. rts yeah that would mm-hmm. be um like like like, like it, it arguably impossible um you either make it so one's useless and it's a gimmick or you make it so it's just literally like the best thing in the world where you can kite 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 kite, kite and then you like it makes micro just like insanely uh-huh. important and that's not what the game's about so i'm not convinced they'll have that maybe archers um, that only have unless two it's shots hyper- for I mean, it has to be very, very like,
0: hyper-micro-intensive, hy- right? Like hy- get- Hyper-conditional. So, like, so you're yeah. saying it's a donzo? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, akin to yeah, that, akin, I think, is, like, of. a way to
0: balance it. But instead of going from, like, like a throwing your spear and then going be a spearman, it'd be, like, maybe, like, a light-ranged unit that then turns into, like, a, a decent man at arm. Maybe he only gets, like, two shots with his bow every, like, couple minutes. So you can, you can like, you can use the ability, shoot two shots... And then you have to draw swords or something like that. And then you have to go in and fight. Like, that can be kind of, that can have a lot of interesting. I mean, something like that. This is, again, very speculative. I'm just throwing stuff at the wall, wondering. Uh, so I just, saw, I just saw a Reddit post that mentioned something like that. And I was like, that'd be kind of cool. Because they do have, looks like they do have different, like, swords as well. They had, like, a, I forget what, what it's called. Like, this large, kind of flat blade. I don't know. I wonder what naval will look like differently. Wonder what naval thinks they'll do differently with a Japanese sieve?
1: I don't know. Um, I, I feel like they gotta be careful touching naval stuff because they just haven't... They ha- Unless they're going to release the continued expansion upon their naval rework, um, I think doing too much with that is mm. dangerous. Because they, they need to fix it first.
2: <laughs> it, it sort of works now unless you go to Imperial and uh, let's and not talk it, yeah. about that because Imperial it never waters. actually happens anyway. So... Uh. let's just not change the running system
1: well and and it works too and it it works in in a way that doesn't it's worse than land because it's the same rock paper scissors system but it's like such a heavy rock paper and there's like literally three units so it's like almost just like then you get
0: those i mean i mean i think i think uh uh, the the imperial uh water gets kind of crazy those big like cannon ships that just go like crazy
2: yeah. I, I enjoy water combat. If only there wasn't uh, like economical disadvantages for some civs, or rather big advantages for others. But yeah, uh, yeah let's let's not issue. dive I into that. They,
1: I think if they spread the the love on the units and made instead of just three, have like seven and have all of those have like different grouping counters and kind of crossover with some soft counters. I don't uh, think my brain's big to... enough to handle seven. <laughs> but my my point is that having just three, I just think feels yeah Bad. it's just not to
0: me it's not fun um well, water is a is a topic that is always hated by everyone not today's topic not today's topic not today's we're talking about uh japan and that being a new sieve uh i just i just don't i'm so excited to know what that's gonna look like uh there's yeah just, there's so much speculation going on right now on reddit like I, we don't need to get into all of it either because there's there's so much and i'm sure like 95 percent of it's wrong uh goodness there's just, there's just i'm like kind of scanning and perusing the reddit right now and there's just so much so just, much on just here. give
2: me your history give me a history lesson on japan what's what's uh oh, characteristic on that. for japanese that is well they mentioned. don't they don't have crossbows they get their gunpowder really really late and it's kind of primitive
0: um but yeah what else samurai are a, a big dragon. deal like a dragon Samurai are a big deal in that culture, and they did have both bows and swords. So, that would be you could have two, two, two different types of samurai, even units. They uh, someone mentioned here that uh, they don't really eat a lot of meat, so hunting deer and boar might not be a thing that Japan would do. And so, they're wondering how that would work out. Uh, because they uh, could do a huge fish bonus,
1: huge fish bonus, but that makes that it very I I mean, we need- back to water yeah. again, right? Like, that gets very <laughs> tricky but only when villagers are harvesting them. Huh? Uh-huh. You know, that's not a bad idea. balance team hire me.
0: Frisian marshes in oh. Japan would be like <laughs> insane. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's kind of their territory, you know, just say it. it's pretty marshy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we need to bring back the blinding biome though? Uh cherry blossoms and I am excited for cherry blossoms. I, I think cherry blossoms just look awesome.
0: So that'll be kind of fun to have a new biome. It looks, it looks like there is going to be a new biome and with those trees. I, so that's exciting.
2: I just want everywhere where you build buildings as Japanese, if there's going to be
1: cherry blossoms like just popping up. That'd be kind of cool. I want. I want the I want one of the landmarks to be that uh, that big like stone army. That'd be sweet. That's China. Is that China? Gosh dang
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Terracotta army.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's China.
1: <laughs> then what's in then what what does Japan have then? What does Japan have? Oh. What landmarks do they have? I don't even know.
2: Tokyo? I mean, they've they've got some shrines, <laughs> they've got the Kyoto Castle. What else?
0: Alright, I'm looking up right now. F- landmarks of feudal Japan. Let's let's see here. Uh Himje Himeji, Himeji Castle. Uh Osaka Castle. They got a couple of really good looking castles. All right, just gonna put that out. Great there right castle now. landmarks. All right, All right, what else? Yeah, um, the Itsukushima Shrine. All right, was a Shinto shrine that? on the island of Ikush I, I-, I- Itsu Kushima. Okay, oh. I I can't. Yeah, you can do it. best known for its floating <laughs> torial gate, which is in the city of. Uh, oh, the floating. T- let me let me. Well, that looks like the floating torial gate, or tori gate. Floating tori gate. That sounds like a perfect landmark right there, doesn't it? Google. Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the big okay, okay. It's that big like Japanese gate that's on the water. That'd be sweet. That's a cool looking first landmark. water landmark. That would be kind of neat. That that'd be really interesting. That'd be very, very uh circumstantial. You can build it like be... a
1: dock almost. Maybe ooh, maybe it's a specialized dock. Uh again, this is I just is heard gate and I'm hearing nest
2: of
3: bees shooting.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Uh To allow pilgrims to approach the shrine, was built like a pier over the water, so that it appeared to float separate from the land. The red entrance gate or tori was built over the water for much the same reason. Commoners had to steer their boats through the tori before approaching the shrine. Interesting.
1: So it was a boater's test. Got it.
0: Yeah, and maybe, maybe, maybe (laughs) you send your villagers on a boat through, and they become like forever enhanced. But you just have to go send them through. Maybe forever.
1: It's it's like it's like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) <laughs> but like you can do it every couple times and get some bonus civs. I don't know. That's the cool thing about this game. And again, this is again a full disclosure. This is completely speculative. And I know some people aren't into that. But I mean, with with a new sieve coming, like gosh, who knows? What other landmarks? Landmarks of Japan of early Nintendo Japan. headquarters. Uh, yeah, no kidding.
3: <laughs> uh, Look at this, It's not floating at all. The Kiyomizu Dera
0: is a Buddhist temple located in eastern Kyoto, Japan. So they've got some temples, some religious monuments could be definitely in the works. Uh, Kinjaku-ji is officially named uh, roku ji is a Zen Buddhist temple in Kyoto, Japan. Osaka Castle is really sweet looking. And that looks, like, looks like a Barbican of the Sun, but cooler looking. So it looks like we got a mix of Buddhist temples and castles. I don't know if they'll have any other like... Mm. I'm trying to think if there's any, I don't are know, they, I don't know.
1: Does it make, does it, are they going to be a religious sieve? Are they going to steal my relics? A religious military sieve? I mean, if I had to guess what Japan would be,
0: religious militarism, it would be like on the nose, you know? Um, did they get rice? I think, so looking at the photos, it looks like they do have, uh, their, like, farms do look like rice farms.
1: Nice. At least, so, at least aesthetically, it'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it looks like they borrow a good couple of things from, uh, like Jap- uh, China. Like, I mean, the rice farms. Obviously, that's gonna be the same, like and play. They can just. I mean, I'm sure the devs could just use that easily. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's, they it's, could it's, probably have
1: pagodas too. Technically, they have pagodas in Japan as well. Yeah, I'm. Except they're now called shrines. I'm. I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. And I wish that we knew more. You know. We have no yeah. idea when it's even dropping, do we? No. Nope, I
1: don't think so. Nope. Let's all hope in eight weeks and one game day. Game. Yeah. That's, I, th- I think that's probably a pretty safe. That's
0: guess. That sounds like a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else we need
1: to From talk about? Idea. Let's call prepare. it an educated guess, even though Askel had said it.
0: Oh, we need to talk about uh, Xbox on console or, or, oh, or the game on baby. console now. We've been Let's we've been do we've do been kind way. of talking about Japan and just the update. We forgot one of the biggest parts. The whole thing they were talking about leading up to the most. I mean, all of us who are all PC are all just super excited for that last little bit. But Beal said it earlier this this episode. Like, yeah, just going, going, going. Talking about like being on Xbox. Uh, I don't have an Xbox. I don't play on Xbox. I've seen some posts and I've seen I've I've looked up and read some things that are very different with the Xbox version. Uh, right now cross platforms not a thing. Uh, I think the keyword was yet i think there's still yeah. a, definitely an option that it probably will be eventually uh caleb i know you were really passionate and really excited about this part of the show do you want to give oh us the dive gosh. in about what you, you've got an xbox i'm guessing and i'm guessing you've played it is that i
1: i have been an xbox guy for uh well since the xbox so um, the only
0: rts i've played on xbox was uh i think like halo wars um
1: i played i played the original starcraft on the nintendo 64 oh wow uh, that was wild so so give me, give
0: me so so give us the backdrop with uh the xbox and you, you do you have this game on xbox is, that, is that's live now right it's already yeah because it's free uh-huh. because i
1: have game pass ultimate so i just downloaded it
0: so what's uh, that been like what are the, what are the biggest there, i know i know some of these but for the viewers at home what are the biggest differences
1: so i mean it's the same game uh, uh functionally anyway um the biggest differences are it's almost impossible to micro individual units Uh because of the way the selection works. So your cursor is locked into the middle of your screen and you use one joystick to pan the camera, which pans your cursor. And you can then click A on a unit, you can double click to select all the units of that type, or you can press and hold A to create a circle that expands out to, I don't know, X radius that you can then select everything inside of
0: um it's like a, select, so a selection like, wheel a selection wheel
1: yeah well not a selection wheel it's like click dragging but you, it's centered around the middle cursor because the cursor on the game is locked to the center I'm, of your screen i'm guessing control groups are not a thing they are they are a thing so oh. so if you pull both at least on the xbox if you pull the left and right trigger it pulls up a wheel and you have control groups one through 12 or 20 or wow. whatever is on there well that's something uh, yeah so you can set the control groups uh the camera auto pans and the camera feels really good to move. One stick changes the, uh, like you can like rotate the camera left and right and zoom in and stuff with one stick and then pan with the other stick. So the camera movement feels really good. Um, and so there's some getting used to with not having cursor control cause it's all camera control. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the control groups and they have, and are you guys ready? Are you guys sitting down? They have auto villager distribution. So you can yeah, manually so cool. you can manually control where your villagers go or you can press left trigger Y or some button combination to pull up what percentages do you want villagers on what uh resources and they have like like 10 different options so you can go aging up all most of your villagers to food some to gold nobody anywhere else defensive you're getting a lot of stone you're getting a lot of wood are you going for this type of unit comp it'll automatically designate to those resources based on how many villagers you have
2: you're essentially playing with casta ui because you can see the distribution of your villagers at all times it's beautiful Yeah, and they
1: have a little wheel Ah. in the top that tells you exactly what the distribution is currently that's kind of neat it's it's super super slick and then they have uh and then when you go to click on uh, a unit or or more useful it's for uh, like production buildings. you click it, you click it and then you pull the trigger and it pulls up a list of all the upgrades and everything. so it's kind of like the UI panel on the bottom when you click on uh-huh. a building. Um, but you have to press a button to like activate it. Otherwise, there's uh a b x y when you're selected on all barracks to build your barracks units. so you can pull that up to like look or or you can just tap your hotkeys to have to click on them. Uh, there are, uh, designated buttons for select all army, select all villagers, select everything on screen with the direction pad. So you can like do your all army with your left direction pad. Um, and you can choose if you want everything or just what's on your screen, depending on how many times you click it and stuff. There's, there's some really, really cool quality of life things and some really neat ways they've incorporated the controller controls into it.
0: Yeah, that big one yeah. being the villager distribution. I saw that and I was i was like that's that's very big that's that's huge i mean that that, because that was my big thing i was like man the amount of micro you have to do in this game to manage your economy is pretty Mm -hmm. intense i don't
1: know how that would translate because they almost had to do it with this and it wasn't really something i thought about but because individual micro is really difficult um because you can't just uh have all the units on your screen click one move it click one move it because you have to actually physically move your camera select Mm -hmm. the unit move your camera where you want it to go uh the individual micro will be much less and it'll be much more focused on how well you're macroing how well you're scouting out things uh it's yeah you can still select like your individual sheep and send them to your town center but even like microing your sheep to get as close to the town center as possible is pretty difficult so most of the time you're just clicking the a or b or whatever on the with the scout selected to auto send them to the town center stuff like that Mm. Um so it sounds like kind of, you know you're not going to be able to optimize things as intensely as you could on the PC but you're also yep.
0: freeing up a massive amount of brain power to mm-hmm. like manage like the overarching decisions and I guess scout and play with your military then huh
1: Yeah so it's it's I'm going to I will say that it's almost guaranteed to be much more macro focused um so there's less skill expression in the micro if you can micro then you're gonna beat a lot of people you can also technically hook up a keyboard mouse to it but then and that's just playing a normal game right yeah that's playing the normal game which is which is fine um it'll still have like the different ui changes and stuff uh because the the home screen and stuff are completely different they rebuilt all that uh for the xbox um but yeah it's they've done some really really they put a lot of work into it
0: uh, I wonder how they, And optimizing. obviously it's not up. it's not cross platform yet, but if I wonder how they would keep that balance for cross platform, I, I still feel like anyone who's really experienced with the game on mouse and keyboard is going to just stomp anyone with a controller. Even still,
1: they should. I mean, I would say up to probably high plat, they probably would be OK just because, uh, you know, if the guy on the PC it can micro but the guy on xbox has the perfect villager distribution <laughs> he's mm. probably just going to win based off of eco um but after you get to the point where you like have to micro villagers in, you know away from knights and stuff that's where it would get more difficult where a moving isn't isn't as effective yeah it's not
2: even like that's that's the whole uh, drawback i see from not being able to micro all that well because yeah. some some unit compositions just don't work Mm-hmm. You can, mm-hmm. some things you can just can't play anymore because you can no longer focus out uh, these types of units you just need to build a composition that works on a move
1: yeah build a composition and, and you can hotkey like the groups so like I could have my archers hotkeyed in my in you know in, in I could have five men at arms hotkeyed here and five men at arms hotkeyed there or my horses or whatever so you could like separate them out because there's quite a few control groups there's more than one through uh, zero on the keyboard so they have so i think that's probably the workaround is to hotkey smaller groups of things depending on how what comp you're going for Mm. um but it's uh, yeah it's it's really cool what they did whether it's functional and getting all you know this is how you meet with the pc players and this is the advantages you have i don't think you have any more particular advantages i think there are some things that are pseudo automated um that make it uh, a really nice experience for casual play and for people who aren't like trying to sweat their balls off and get to conquer. Hmm. Um, and you know, obviously, and I think the conquer will look way different on Xbox than it will on PC as well, just because there will be different ways that those controls force you to be good at things versus, you know, being able to have 150 APM or whatever.
0: Yeah. That'll be really um, interesting to see. But I, I feel like we've always said, I feel like at least I've always felt like good ma- macro is going to beat good micro any day. You know, so in the end, managing in a game achieve, like this,
1: I think for sure, it just depends on the fight, obviously.
0: Yeah, it depends on the fight. Obviously, there, that's that's like a really loosey goosey rule. But that is yeah. interesting that it's I don't know that, that's fascinating that they did this. I'm glad and it, I feel like I've seen an influx of a lot of people coming into the game because of this as well. This is definitely going to boost the player base. Now, the tricky thing is that the player base is is now divided into two, right? You got Microsoft players, which are now the up and coming, the welcome in Microsoft players. If you're listening to this podcast, welcome. Hopefully what we say here has things that matter for you guys. I think it would. Most things are macro. This game is a macro game. I'll make sure it does. Don't worry. This is a macro game, so things will matter. I mean, obviously, little micro tips won't be as useful, but the macro stuff always is going to be important. But there'll be two. I wonder how long or what the timeline is going to be to get those combined. Also, I just want to say, like, what the heck, Reddit there are so many people complaining about the fact that this isn't already cross-platform. And I'm, I, I, I'm just going to kind of shake my head at that because I, I definitely understand why they wouldn't make this cross-platform just yet. They've obviously got to make sure the launch of Xbox works. You don't want to just get start getting stomped. You know, like, imagine you just got on this game, you're in Xbox and you get queued up against a really good PC player. You're just going to get stomped all day for a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah. I think, I think it's an interesting, um, I think there are some interesting ways to handle it. I think there is the possibility to toggle uh, in mm. Call of Duty. You can toggle whether you're playing with PC players or not, or if you're only playing for console people, and then it will adjust your, basically, your wait times longer if you m- m- the more you constrain your search. Uh, that makes a lot of but sense. But that is that is a possibility where they can have a, do you want P- cross-play enabled or not? A lot of things have that um, for PvP-type stuff because I don't want to play a guy on mouse and keyboard who's going to Shrek me if I'm just trying to chill, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you want the full experience and really test the metal of how this goes versus that, uh, I think, you know, I think having the option is great, but I think maybe having an option to turn it off as well. Um, Although we'll split things and make uh, the semi, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a low population game because if you look at like any other RTS out right now, it's one of the higher ones Uh uh, as far as, aside from, you know, Starcraft or something, but, uh, But because the population isn't super, super thick, it could strain that a little bit. But I think it almost has to be an option in order for people to not hate the game.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people who are playing PC are going to just switch over to Xbox and not go back to PC anyway.
1: No, no, no. I think uh, I'll be playing it probably more now that it's on the Xbox just because I can sit on my couch and with my dog and, and, and putz around on it. Uh, you know, maybe the new campaign or something I'll play on the Xbox and I might try some PVP, but um, if I'm going to try and get sweaty and get good at the game, I'm going to come to my PC. I
0: like that. It opens up just more players. I mean, anything that can access to more players is always a good thing. So I definitely, mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited for this. Yeah. I, I just, can't, f- I think it's really funny that they, when they announced this, they really did just want to focus on that. Like almost exclusively. And then they just mentioned at the end, Oh yeah, by the way, big, huge uh, DLC coming
1: yeah well i think they wanted to mention the dlc on purpose like that because they had the little clip ready and they don't have a lot of info to share right now Mm -hmm. um but whoever worked on this i don't know if it's bitterlin or or friends or whoever um they did a really really good job and i think i think they were very proud of how it turned out because it's my mom was watching me smile and get excited about things because she's down here talking to my wife and uh and she's like what's going on i'm like i don't know i just really enjoy seeing Something really well done, <laughs> hmm. and it was just nice to experience something of quality like that. Where it was this support from a game that was already built onto the console, and they they did a very very good job. I'm I'm super pleased with how it came out.
0: That's awesome. Are there any other uh, thoughts we have on the announcement? Have we kicked this horse to death yet, or has anyone else got any other like really burning desires to dive in on some other topic on this? No.
1: I will say, uh, I'm playing the, the Arts of War. Is that what they're called? Uh-huh. Um, they're like the challenge missions. And there's one, for some reason, I didn't have it done. I don't know why, if it glitched out or what. I thought I did it wrong. But there's one where you have to, like, send counters to uh, different waves of enemies and, and, and do it right. And the civ they picked as the AI was, was it the Abbasid that got the new Men at arms with the multi-attack? Or is that yeah. Delhi? It's Abbasid. Abbasid. They picked Abbasid as the enemy AI, and the men at arms changed to those guys. I think the the gulam is that the ones there. Um, and no, and they no made, longer have a counter. Yeah, they, yeah it, made, <laughs> it Yeah, they don't have a counter, and it makes it so hard. <laughs> so technically, the, they still have the same counter, but yeah, they're pretty good. But they get the crossbows, the cross, and every other counter in that is like board wipe. If you micro it correctly to what little you can micro um you i like don't lose a horseman fighting the crossbows and i don't lose a spear fighting the knights mm-hmm. right i you i have to in order to win i have to split my crossbows into two hotkey groups half and half that one on one side one on the other and then move them back and forth and juggle the the quote-unquote men at arms otherwise they all just straight die it's it's absolutely insane how difficult practice.
2: It's really it's
1: good It's insane, though, how they didn't... Uh, <laughs> it's just something that they didn't think about, where they changed the unit, but not the Art of War, but the unit change applied, and they didn't rebalance the Art of War to match it. It was really funny. Because I was yeah, like, I really why in the heck are my like crossbows way, was getting murdered? I really it wish we had,
0: like, AI. I wish the AI was formatted a little bit more like AOE 2, where you can set it to be more aggressive or to play a certain strat, you know? Mm-hmm. That way you can practice against something. Because the only way to get really good yeah. practice is to just basically... Get a buddy and be the dummy AI for you, and yeah, tell him to do a strat. But then you already—I don't know. It'd be Nice if you could do that with an AI.
1: It may, maybe yeah, maybe one day, that would be cool. I mean, I know there's. Uh, I think StarCraft even had that kind of a thing. Uh, I think it's a really good idea, but for this specific game, where Otter War is like a very set, a very set piece kind of almost like a puzzle. Hmm. Um, the puzzle they broke the puzzle by updating a unit, and it's hilarious because you're just like. The wet and micro in these crossbows, trying to get them not to all be just straight murdered. <laughs> and I like tried other knights and stuff, and all the knights die to them. And you just like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's really funny. Hmm.
0: Well, I'm I'm actually I'm really bad at those those little mini games. I'm, I'm terrible at micro when it comes to those. I always get beaten by one of them. I always do really good, hard. really good. I always get really really good on that. And then there's like the one I forget what round. It is. There's always one round I just I don't have a good micro for it, and I always just get destroyed. And I always if I was the- like.
1: Go ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say have you tried the Ottoman one? That one's hard.
0: Uh, yeah, that one is. That one is. You just got to hold basically.
1: Jeez, that one's. Yeah, have you tried that one Beal? I think you'd like it. It's No, it's I haven't. Wild. I haven't
3: done either of those. Uh, the Molly or the Ottomans. I've I don't think to I've the touched the
1: Molly one. The Mali one i haven't even looked at it but the ottoman one i like tried it and i tried hard and that is it's, the a, difficult. The like, it's much a fun easier. scenario it's a fun scenario it is it's a really good i like it. it's a lot. like one of
0: those better like it almost feels like a campaign mission but it's just not it's just you're gonna die get over it
1: you're how, gonna die it's so how crazy. long can you
0: last though it, it's yeah that's a fun i've done that one once or twice and i, I get frustrated because i i want to win and you <laughs> can't win on it yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's tough yeah it's difficult so if you like
0: you know slowly getting destroyed uh this is the perfect game mode for you yeah it's it's a really Ottomans ones uh, art of war it's hard uh should we take a quick break and uh come back and do reddit posts what do you guys think yeah sounds good all right Do you suffer from your opponent booming with too many villages that you feel your economy just can't keep up? Do you like a good feudal age fight instead of waiting 10 minutes each game to play in castle age? Perhaps archers are giving you grief, or you're tired of that long line of traitors. Maybe siege engines are wearing you down. Hello, I'm Professor Lancelot here at the Royal Knight Institute and I want to tell you about www.moreknights.com. We here at moreknights.com have worked extensively to fix these very issues and are proud to share the solution. We've worked with experts across the equestrian warfare spectrum to bring you the latest in cavalry solutions. Our approach is quite simple. First, select a stables. Second, spam the W key on your computer. Third, receive your knights in as little as 35 seconds and enjoy battlefield domination. So from the brilliant minds of the Royal Knight Institute, I urge you to visit www.moreknights.com today, and bring your domination to the AoE 4 ladder right now. www.moreknights.com is not liable for any damages incurred by running your knights into spearmen, archer pilings, or other hazards such as town center fire, boiling oil, and cannon emplacements. Moreknights.com is also not liable for rage-quitting opponents, games ending faster, or when reaching Platinum 1 inevitably goes to your head. All knights should be handled with care. Visit www.moreknights.com for more details. All right well shall we get the show on the road again yeah let's do it i got some Reddit posts. though. So.
2: let me open this uh, outline post by the way i we should have mentioned that earlier when you when you were, uh, were talking about the announcement that literally your outline for this episode just has japan in the middle of it and then nothing <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's
0: all we know that's <laughs> all we know that's all they gave us that's, uh, that, that's i mentioned at the beginning of this episode um and for you guys to know we're, we're back we're back we're live. i'm just gonna just jump right in uh We were chatting before we, before this, everyone. So that's what's why we're just kind of here. Uh Yeah, I just I just had. To, I mean, what else is there to say? They didn't give us. They give us so little, like so much, but so little at the same time. So I yeah, just Japan. That's I all. Mean, I'm I mean, we got
1: alone. we
2: got one screenshot, and then we've got Reddit and uh, and Reddit people has analyzing fast. every single pixel on there.
0: We've got yeah. ten million <laughs> units ready to analyze every little pixel that they give us. We're such gremlins, aren't we? Gosh. It's, is that as much of dirt? No, that's this. No, mechanic. that's actually this cool new economic feature we figured out. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. All right. Well, looking at our uh, first Reddit post here today. Oh, I should probably actually interview Asklad a little bit too at some point. I don't think I put that in the outline. That was stupid of me. No. Oh, God. I, do I need to run? Uh. Do you need to run away? <laughs> I, I, like, I just assume everyone knows you. What so, like, do you, you know. want to know? I don't know, Asklad. What was your introduction to Age of Empires? What got you into AOE? Let's hear that real quick before we go into our Reddit posts.
2: Oh, are we talking about AoE in general or Age of Empires 4? Um, yes. Yes. Um, actually, I have no clue anymore. Oh, no. Actually, I know. Because my mother got herself a new computer. And there was this uh, CD that was 19 years ago, I think. 20, 20, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Never we're mind. getting old. Yeah, we're getting old. Uh, there was this CD with it. And uh, it had Age of Empires 2. I mean, for free. And, well, I took it, and I played it, and I liked it. And then I played every single, single-player campaign on there, and uh, my history grade went through the roof. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, That's good Age of Empires 2 carried my history grade all the way through school.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Video games help you through school.
0: I, I've always liked that about AOE 4, the, the way it's a documentary. I really do like that yeah. choice. I still think that... I saw a post or like a Reddit forum that they were complaining about the new icons we have in this game. This is very off topic, but they were saying that the artful, like the art icons for units in Age Empires 2 and 3 were so much superior to the boring flat icons of AoE 4. Fortunately. And I was just kind of like, what? Like, the simplicity is so much better. The UI is so clean. clean. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going for a documentary style. It just looks, this game... For all its flaws, which it does have, it's like UI is not one of them.
1: No, UI is clean. And I really my favorite part. Unless you go into the menus. okay? yes, yes. You just is, shut i'm your talking
0: in game once you're in game playing <laughs> the ui is excellent uh, i will agree with you on that there's there's, there's always some things that could be improved
2: but. we're not going to go into the menus because that's another extra sheep episode that i just proposed now where we uh, just make a whole list of things that we might want to have fixed at some point and it annoyed the heck out just, of us what's the issues with age of empires Four? but we're not doing that today so carry
0: on <laughs> uh this this reddit post i've got here is uh, jackie wardog posted this 16 hours ago it's only got three updutes. Let me uh, give it a little update right here. Now it's got four. Uh, I just like the. I just thought it was so funny. There was not. OK, full disclosure, finding a good Reddit post this week has been nigh and t- impossible. Everything's speculation or my game is bugged. <laughs> so finding like actually good conversation topics was really difficult. This one says, do you like the look here sound effect? Like when you toggle on the minimap, like look over here, look over here. Like the
1: like the like the, like like the, the, the yeah, 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 those uh yeah i think it's yeah, fine i like them i like the little defense
0: ones and i like the way it like has more metallic ring to it when you do like the mm-hmm. defend here
1: yeah but on that uh, times the sound design on this game sound good. design they updated
0: another thing just recently i don't know if you guys noticed but when you're loading into a game and it has a little countdown they change it to be like a little instead of like a choo, 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 when it's like three two one now it does like a little ping like tink tink tink
3: yeah i noticed that starting a game uh earlier this week it's like yeah a little metallic like clinking to like iron rods together
0: yeah they changed nice. that sound so that's new awesome yeah that was that was kind of why I, I thought of this post so uh real conversation starter wasn't it um this yeah, is actually this is a better one here <laughs> uh, the next one in line is a much better one and it is uh this is posted three days ago uh by izu where He says, why does nearly everybody want Byzantines as a sieve? Why are they so popular and what makes them so special?
4: Well, they were uh, European power
1: around this time. They're not already in the game.
0: Fair point. Epic Mike
1: agrees with you. He says the game is called Age of Empires and the Byzantines were one of the major empires at that age. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, i think i think a lot of it is people liked them in age of empires too mm. uh yeah i that's, think that's, that's, that's my probably, reason yeah i think that's probably mo- most of why people are like give it to me give it to me is because i think it's um what made them unique my favorite A2, too, needs to make remember? it in uh i mean they did the same thing as all the other Civs except for like three units like three, like three units yeah we, uh, they just, did like the all the cataphracts were so cool cataphracts are cool right.
3: trash units i think they're trash units Yeah, there's something about them uh, where you could spam them and they were more effective than other civs trash units. Uh, I think they had one of the biggest like tech trees, uh, which is funny. Like one of the things I like about AOE 4 is that techs really aren't limited to civs unless it's just a civ specific technology rather than, oh, uh, 16 out of 30 civs know how to research this. And eight sieves out of thirty know how to research this, because um, that used to like I. I don't like that about AOE two, um, but I think the Byzantines had one of the one of the biggest uh, tech trees out of all of the civilizations. When I
2: was playing with friends, I just always hit the button where you can research all techs.
3: See, I used to <laughs> play like that as a kid. Uh, I used to play with all techs on, but that takes away like your civ bonuses it's it's true but i mean
1: i was a kid so. when i was a kid i got <laughs> yeah. childish things I when i bad. became a man i put <laughs> away
0: those childish things
1: <laughs> you know what oh, this is off topic sorry um look, the byzantines people liked him from the other game that's why people want to know uh i want them with as much team game focus as this game has i want civs to have team bonuses yeah i really like that in aoe two. i really really like that concept and i really wish they'd bring it into this one that way it's less uh well the french are aggressive and the chinese turtle and those are two good combos i would really like it if the french added something to the team or something uh you know what i mean i I think that'd be like super Mm. sweet
0: Mm, that's a really interesting thought that's
1: huh Rebellion's or maybe I like the landmarks themselves, even, and have like each landmark to make it a little more complex. Um, and you can have like these team comps instead of just like aggressives and turtles.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's something uh, I've been wanting to talk on the podcast for a while, too. Maybe I'll make that an episode one day about like team games and team comps. Like what is the theory and like what is the theory craft behind that, anyways? Because that's something like I've struggled with a lot. Like obviously, you kind of mentioned it, like having an aggressive sieve and a defensive sieve tends to help a lot. Kind of mm-hmm. cover your bases over each age a little bit. but, that's, I, I, I should, maybe that should be our next episode. That'd be a really interesting topic to really dive into. I want to sink my teeth into that. I've been playing a lot more it's team Special guest, Jigglypuff. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's not that's a bad Jigglypuff. idea. Not a bad idea. I'm all for it. Um. So, with the new update, I, I, not to keep bringing back the update, but it is kind of our, our topic today. Uh, I mean, what so was it, Sultanate Rising or what? Rising Sultanate, what, what, is, what is it called again? Sultan's Ascend. Sultan's Ascend. I, I haven't really. I mean, we don't really know if the Byzantines are being added as a sieve. We don't know. But would it be a stretch to see them added in with kind of the Crusades? I mean, it feels like the Crusades are kind of coming in. It's kind of the vibe I was getting from some of these pictures and stuff. I wonder is, if it's going to sneak in. the correct this in.
2: time period? Like... I'm, I'm i'm ignorant right now because age of empires 2 is uh 20 years ago so i i can't really really remember when the crusades actually happened or i mean the yeah, crusades were five, definitely five of them
0: so yeah i mean they're, they're definitely medieval i mean i think of like uh oh gosh like king richard of england like sailed off with like one of the kings of france and they went and and like sacked jerusalem or whatever back in like 1200 mm-hmm. so it that definitely is medieval i mean that definitely is a big promotion. Well, i think it's yeah, why they're so
1: 1239 to 1241 wikipedia quick search Oh, uh, i got my dates uh, down look at me was. look at me with my
0: history buff over here that was that was great
1: uh yeah kavian rus was like 900 oh. to
2: 1250 ish
1: yeah i mean it's roughly uh one yeah, 1000 to like 1500 is the rough time period based off the campaigns um, Yeah. And so it will be smack dab in the middle of that so yes the answer is yes then Yes. Yeah, I
3: mean, especially nice. like, if you're going to have an Ottoman campaign, uh, it makes yeah. sense. Introdu- think- make it an Ottoman HRE slick. switch off
2: campaign, please. Oh, Feed. that'd be
1: sweet. Just make happen- it two campaigns. What if they're doing an Ottoman campaign where because the Sultan, Sultans ascend, right? Where you're like the Ottoman yeah. Empire taking everything over, right? While you drop the Byzantines, that'd be that'd
0: pretty be pretty brilliant. sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. And I, I, I have no idea what to expect because they just have not given us anything, but. I'm not whole with like I'm not gonna stop hoping for Byzantines here. I think there's a, a chance. I definitely Oh, well, I think there's a the guarantee
1: bell. at some point. I don't know. The question I have with this is are they doing one sieve plus campaign plus big balance changes? Or are they gonna do less balance slash gameplay adjustments in two sieves and a campaign? Um and that's assuming it's only one campaign. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't know how much. Obviously, they've been silenced. So maybe they've been working really hard, and that's why they haven't been talking. Uh, but it took them a long time to get two civs. <laughs> and I feel like having two civs and a campaign is, is a lot. Um, but it could be, happen. I just feel like I'm just uh, skeptical that all of that will happen at once. And maybe it is just Japan plus campaign. It would be kind
0: of odd, huh? I, I, feel it does, I, I saw a number of posts being like, this is so strange to have Japan be like a civ, but then also have it named sultans ascending just seems very strange although i think i think we mentioned too a couple of times like if it's the campaign that makes a lot of sense but it does seem mm-hmm. still kind of silly to just oh here's, here's this cool new campaign also we added japan it is yeah. odd. it's odd oh of course the japanese you're right ask glad what who hasn't heard <laughs> of that
2: I, I, I know there's this uh, superstition that the American schools aren't the best, but uh,
0: yeah. Oh, dude, tired. Really.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, But uh, I've got to say this, uh, at least you don't have the Third Reich uh, for eight years in school. So, hey, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Boy, that denazificationism really, really held on. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> period. Uh, you, know, you can thank Eisenhower, I guess, for starting that, probably
2: thanks bud thanks dude thanks
0: i guess <laughs> oh
2: Gosh.
1: i think here's the thing i think if while it might i, I think the focus is going to be on a campaign based off of what information we have unless they're dropping byzantine and that's going to be like the sultans um now, but they drop i feel Byzantine's
0: like campaign and japan i mean can i can we can i just have everything can i have my cake and i want to eat it too
1: you want two civs and yes, two campaigns uh-huh. both those yes, civs? Yes, please. Completely, yes, Completely skip Ottoman and Malian campaigns altogether. Well, well Ottomans and can be wait, part of that, me,
0: and Malians can just stay in the nether regions.
3: Yeah, so the it, the campaign, the Byzantine campaign starts as the Byzantines until the fall of Constantinople, and then you get the little cinematic, of uh, one of the Ottoman guys coming in, and you know, assassinating a Byzantine guy. And the Byzantine guy is like, what are you doing? And he's like, ascending you. And it's a shot for shot remake. You. Here's oh, what I want. Three, yes. human,
1: please. <laughs> Here's what I want. I want them to get Beal to be dressed on. as the guy walking in the room. Yeah. Dude, I want Beale to be a Sapahi. I need
0: to see it. I need to see it. I need him to hop off the horse with his spear and be like, you've been ascended.
1: You've been ascended. Yeah. And Just kick him you've in the chest. Been
0: ascended.
3: <laughs> They're... V- <laughs> I mean, God. there are Ren fairs around where I'm at, and, and I've gone this year, and I've just thought about like, well, wh- wh- where's the Ottoman representation? <laughs> where, where's like the Islamic? Like, where's where the Abbasids? It's so right. true. We're You're so the Ottoman. So I'm really wanting to
1: go. We're so like we're so like
0: Central Fair. Northern European focused on our medieval yeah. history. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> you gotta go as a metter Is what you gotta go. You gotta, you gotta go, go as, as like a
0: shogun. Like just full on like kimono like shogun like.
3: Janissary or nothing. I'm Janissary of those
0: hats. or nothing.
1: Big tall hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's Janissary or nothing. <laughs> so, oh, that's so good. That's so you good. could go
1: as uh, as Anatolian hills and just get like a bunch of cardboard cheap cutouts, which like, is like <laughs> just plodding
0: out of nowhere. <laughs> how how does one dress up as a Vizier point? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, that's too good. Okay. Uh it's america
3: so i think they'd allow me to bring my great bombard in oh
0: there <laughs> true true <laughs> true
3: just, uh, just go as a great bombard. just go as a great
0: bombard <laughs> so fun okay this is really random fun fact this is a this is a story my dad grew up telling me all the time so he my dad i've never gone to a ren fair always wanted to go to renaissance fair my dad took my older brother but not me i guess i was too little but my dad used to go to him all the time my dad was like the ultimate super nerd thanks for dad for the, that heritage i guess that's just something i've grown up with now um he tells me this time of like his favorite thing about a renaissance fair was there was a fool full on jester, just like joking. And, uh, he like, was like, a, one of these guys had, you know how like everyone dresses up, right? This guy was in like full, like plate mail, or like full, like full, like plate and chain mail walked by. And he's like, Oh, look, it's a disco ball on legs. And apparently the guy who's wearing that outfits, mom got really upset about that and just started berating this poor fool. And he just like, Whoo man, they get real feisty when they get older. And my, I don't know. That's really off topic. My dad just, this just reminds me of hearing about Renfairs. Sorry, <laughs> I just
4: We're running a disco into the jester.
0: It's a disco ball on legs. That's every time I see men at arms that like get their full upgrade in AoE four, and they're like they're wearing the gold. Uh, they're in the gold, and they're all silver and shiny. It Looks like like Vanguard men at arms are just in cloth, basically, right? They got the chainmail underneath. You don't see they don't look very shiny, but you get the final imperial upgrade, and so I always think that in my mind, like, oh, look, now they're disco balls on legs. Anyways, that's 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 random. But uh, here's uh, another post. Uh, and this one actually, I mean, I've I've mentioned this a couple times, I think, on the podcast about myself. Um, but the post from I can't say this. Raiju Laura Kests, Laura Katsi, whatever, whatever. Uh, they post. Do you have a layout for your base? They say I do. It usually works for like every sib aside from Abbasid. And the only reason, and like, okay, they keep saying like, and like, the only reason I don't play them is because of their age up, house being five versus five kills, legit, okay, none of it makes any sense. But basically, they say that they've got a layout for their base. And I just like the question, do you have a layout for your base? I think short answer is like, kind of, yes, but actually no, for myself. Obviously, the TC is always in the middle at first. Obviously, I gotta go get my mining camp, and obviously, I'm gonna build on the berries if I need to, depending on what sieve I am. But... I don't know like I I think for some civs there's more I obviously like with English you want to put your farms in a good spot but I'm really bad at this I've discovered I like pop houses up all over the place I've been playing lots of HRE as everyone knows and so like my Aachen placement usually really matters but what I'm really bad at is leaving that house like my first house inevitably always is in right where my Aachen chapel's gonna go (laughs) so (laughs) I've gotten better it's something I've been getting better at but I've it's but it's been such a fight. I have to like really plan up to my plan to keep my house away from something. I end up putting the Aachen next to it
1: anyways. It's, You're like it's halfway through the click, and grabbing your hand and moving the house out uh, of the way. Kind
0: of, kind of. It's like, okay, I'm going to put it on the other side this time. Then I realize later, wait, no, I actually do want my Aachen on that side. Uh, and then I, I think of like my military like <laughs> things. Like I, I just build things wherever the nearest woodville is. I always use woodvilles to build for one. That's kind of a, a habit I've gotten into. Usually my villagers who are, I sometimes I use gold bills if I have tons like late game. But normally... I use my wood villagers to build stuff because they build, then go right back to the wood. That just that way, my golden uh, food intake isn't perturbed, and my age continues on as normal. Uh, but that said, that what that means is then all my buildings tend to be on my wood line. Like houses are just scattered next to mills everywhere. My production buildings, I try to cluster together, but I just pop them anywhere. So I don't know. What do you guys do? What do you guys do for laying out your base?
3: Try to find a big spot to put down a blacksmith and surround it with production buildings. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: okay. I guess with the uh, Ottomans,
3: open spot. Yeah. really,
0: uh, I really think, h- easy there.
3: It's I think weird. Something. Some maps though, really mess with you. Like it, Yeah. I was going to say, Ottomans.
1: it's all- <laughs> Layouts Layouts are <laughs> mm-hmm. based off of maps and sieves, generally, unless you're like... Playing this to play Sim City, which I guess I've gotten some teammates like that in team games. But I've seen some uh, guys do
0: that. Yeah, you you finish them (laughs) off, and you're like, man, they had all their houses in like beautiful roads. This is the suburb, and this is the
1: industrial district, and yeah. Um, But I think uh, generally, you know, Malians build their houses around the the gold mines, like that. Yep, that's a layout that you have to have. Um, And I, I think this person is asking probably more aesthetic leaning based off of their mm-hmm. grammar which might Sounds just like be it. a dick move but <laughs> <laughs> um uh but yeah i think that they're asking i think more in general do you have like your houses on one side production on the other and i would say that um if you're semi-competitive the answer is no you let the sieve and map guide you mm-hmm. um otherwise you know
0: <laughs> let jesus take the wheel you just you just like we- let the map <laughs> guide you
1: yeah well it's because you know if you're if you're the defender you don't want your production buildings in front caleb I, that makes right? me feel really
0: better because i i do i definitely feel that on a spiritual level and now i can just say whenever my build is messy i'm just letting the map guide me that is that is my yeah, biggest exactly. takeaway from this episode today <laughs> yeah right, continue that's, that's continue. your
1: extra sheep that's great um let the map you let the map force guide you uh yeah i mean that's basically it is i would say that most people have a layout based off of their sieve and then sometimes that varies depending on the map, but.
0: What are you, how do you, lad? How do you go about building your base?
2: So I hit that random key, I load in, I see what kind of uh, Civ I play, I see what kind of map I am on, and then I go from there. So I let RNGs take the wheel.
0: RNGs takes the wheel, okay,
1: okay. Askeladd's like, yeah. base layout starts in Twitch chat where he asks the Civ picker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty much, but like, obviously, like uh, as the as the Ottomans, you want to have uh, your military schools uh, set up correctly. Then, of course, you want to have safe resources. You j- scout around your base mm-hmm. where you want to possibly pull up walls. You scout around your opponent's base. Maybe you actually want to be super aggressive, so you don't really have to care and, of of anything and just take all the resources on the map. Or you actually random China, hate yourself for it, and uh, then you got to look for granary real estate. So,
1: so, so that does kind of... Go ahead, go ahead, Caleb. No, I was going to ask you. You go ahead. We'll see what you're going to say. Okay,
0: uh, my, my thought was, like, there is definitely, like, certain, I think, guidelines to how you build stuff. Like, I think normally you're planning on leaving some room in the back of your base for farming, right? Eventually, like, that is always something you're kind of thinking, late game, I'm going to need to have a place to have a couple of farms around some mills right obviously china with their granaries really thinks about that uh hre tends to think of like their aachen chapel they can build around that usually uh, uh my production right. buildings i usually end up having not for i don't know like I've, I've been told like it's good to have your production buildings back that way they don't get destroyed first but then what do you put up front like in the front of your base like what, do you, what goes there you know like i usually end up having production buildings towards the front of my base
2: and that's not necessarily bad just if you get pushed it's really really bad but uh
0: if you're getting pushed
2: right if, if you if you orient your base towards the middle of the map like towards your opponents then well there's gonna be probably a keep somewhere in the near future unless you feudal push all in and then there's possibly gonna be a tower as you take the middle resources or something along those lines like, you don't really build towards your opponent most of the time. Unless you have a feudal landmark that is defensive, because I mean, you're true. a roost main, and I hate you. I'm, I mean...
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. I guess, I guess like, building, like, which direction you're building. You can build out kind of wide, you know, and go go uh, mm-hmm. parallel with your opponent more than perpendicular into... Yeah opponent it
2: all depends on your resource spawn like if you're a rabbit and you go three tcs and there's a convenient uh, double berry spawn with deers in front of your base you're going to take that yeah
1: yeah i guess i'm going to throw this one to beal is there a sieve that doesn't have something that guides their base building um do you, that you know of like where you like can just go wherever you want <laughs> yeah like like even like abbasid even have like they all have to be connected so you can't go like too far out i
3: think french uh if i play yeah, keeps i'm playing the french i am oh yeah you gotta build production around your keeps i'm so Mm -hmm. bad at that i don't know if there is a civ that
1: has no no innate direction
0: i mean english you gotta just have room for farms
1: Yep,
0: English. So, and that's think, similar to China. English benefits from being compact. Like that's another thing. some some sieves. Like I think I think Beal was mentioning French because French can go very wide. You know, they can take a yeah. lot of map control. Right, and so it feels very sporadic and open. Whereas like English, Mali or and China Mongol. is going to be very compact.
1: Mali and Mongol. Jeez, talk about wide sieves. Yeah. I mean
2: Mali just needs to have the pit mines, and otherwise you're not. Re- I mean you can set up for the uh, what's the word corral, but uh, no. other than that you're Completely free to do whatever you want. Do the Mongols count as wide, or do they count as like pocketed? The the Mongols count as uh, I need to have an uvu and stuff around it, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, and then you have your town center on a wood line, and that's. Like, I would say French
0: is very pocketed, with the exception of maybe building a keep on your stuff. Which, if you're, go- I mean, I, again, I'm very bad at that, but like, I think it's very. I don't think it's the first consideration for French either, but I, I would say pocketed is a good way to save for uh, Mongols. Yeah,
1: Ottoman are wide for sure. Malians, Malians are kind of pocketed almost. What about Delhi? They're more. Ah, uh, they uh, can uh, kind of do what they want for the
0: most part. I mean, yeah,
2: that's true. You want the mosque network, is, but other than that,
0: other than that, like you can pop keeps up where you want and start making that your town center. I mean, you're, you're not. I really, guess
1: they're they're guided to kind of. Go around sacred sites, but they don't really build buildings around them. No, generally.
0: and and that meta's changed a little bit too. I, essentially, I feel like what they do is they just spam trash units for the first while, and just can <laughs> defend everywhere. You know,
1: they're they're budget Byzantines. It's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think I think they might be the one, the one that doesn't have something. Unless you go, go uh, unless you go, tower of victory.
2: I mean, it's the same as the mosque uh,
0: Wi Fi. Yep. yep. Mosque Wi Fi. Should Japan j- get Wi Fi? That's the question. Should Japan get what they, they need to, you know? Sponsored by Nintendo. The uh, without Wi Fi?
2: transportation.
0: Me. All right. Our next uh, Reddit post here is uh, this is just a meme. It's the SpongeBob meme where it says, I, I'm going to head out. And he's got the remote and he's getting up. And it says, Me when an AoE 4 match lasts longer than two hours.
1: He must be Two a team hours, player. Good team lord. Player. I
0: know. I know. <laughs> uh, I, 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 the question I wanted to pose with this, this, this meme was, uh, at what point would you just quit a game? Like, how long would it have to go for you to just be like, all right, I'm just done. You win. I'm done. Like, you would just stall out. Let's say oh, someone oh, did a oh. curse. Let's say someone cursed you and turned off uh, Wonders. And so you had, and you each had, like, your own back of base uh, sacred site. And you're just going, you're going, you're going. At what point do you just give up? The
2: longest game I've played was an hour and 50 minutes on Altai. By the way, Altai is uh, my permanent Bands uh, map since then.
0: Wow. I burned you once and you just never came back, never went back. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Tempe? Tempe is amazing. Okay, it's, it's the Altai you wish it was. <laughs>
2: It's the all tie we deserved
3: and never got. I don't
0: know. How long, Bill, would you have to play before you just tapped out? Even if you were like still on even footing.
3: I don't know. Over an hour and a half. And then I might start thinking about doing something else. Um, but I don't know if I was like in the game, it would be one of those situations where I'd be like mad, even if I won, but even more mad if I lost Mm. kind of thing. Oh yes
0: i'm thinking like an hour and 40 i'd I'd be done i'd be like i i I feel like my kids would probably pull me away and i'd be like sorry dude you just win i I just got kids i I got a life i gotta go do other things (laughs) caleb i am sure would just be like i can go five hours straight let's go
1: i mean if i'm playing and i don't have anything else going on (laughs) i don't think i'd tap
0: out Uh, I am
2: in this game just to keep you in it. <laughs> I, I, mean,
1: I mean, I'm not saying that I used to play the turan in Starcraft and I off lift a building and put it in a corner, but <laughs> I didn't not do it either. um So you're you're the
2: Mongol that has his last landmark in a uh, wood line yeah. somewhere I, I did that in a team in-
1: game once. It was so funny, you and the only reason I was wonder. found, I was uh, the only well, the only reason they found out. Uh, I was, who else was playing with? Was it Chewbacca? Forget who I was playing with, but I was the Mongols. We just got stopped. It was like murder, and I was the last person left in the game because everyone else quit because they were angry and we died. I put a, uh, I put one of my landmarks unpacked or packed up in a forest. I'd like use the strategy like dig into the forest and park it in there. And the only reason I was found out is because one of them was China and used the vi- villager vision oh. and saw me digging into the forest. I was, I thought they cheated. I was like, there's no way they knew this was here. And then that I watched the plane they used. So that them.
0: landmark is always forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And then it can always, it can come real clutch in those situations. Yeah.
1: It ruined it because that was my, uh, my throwback to my StarCraft days when you could offlift your barracks and float it in the middle of nowhere and they'd never find it. It was so funny.
3: Yeah. I definitely yeah. have won a free for all in AoE 2 playing with friends by just hiding two villagers and going to bed. That's <laughs> really <laughs> no funny. One, there's no landmark victory. It was, like building a house and a couple of villagers way in the corner of something and just going to bed and waking up and seeing the victory screen. And then <laughs> getting an email just like, yeah, uh, we didn't care about you <laughs> after a certain point. That's funny. And just finished the regular free for all.
0: That's too good. All righty. Uh, our last Reddit post is actually kind of in reference to the Xbox release. Uh, it says, please give us auto-train villagers on PC, just like Xbox.
1: I, uh, so I didn't even know that was a thing. I'll have to look. Um, otherwise, that makes this game crazy. Yeah, it says, <laughs> it's such a good
0: quality of life feature that really makes AOE more accessible and fun. It allows you to spend more time focusing on your tactical decisions and on the battery battles you're fighting instead of needing to constantly cycle back to your TC and check on villager production. You still need to macro correctly to support villager production, so it doesn't change the strategy. I mean, you only need four to do that, but anyways... Uh, it saves you the time spent constantly manually queuing villagers up. I like hitting space Q Q, 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 Q all the time. I don't know what you guys are. T- Before people say don't dumb down the game like this, a lot of high ranked players already use ma- uh, macros or mods for this. I don't know about that.
2: So do including this, do they? That's, do
1: they really? Come on,
0: just completely wrong.
1: That's, uh, um, yeah. I, I'm pretty
0: sure that's arbitrarily false. So including this in the base game would be a great quality of life for those that don't want to set these up. No one is doing that's cheating
1: yeah nobody's why why don't they just play on xbox is my question this if that's a feature that's interesting because that changes how crossplay functions a little bit
0: yeah
1: um there's this is an argument as old as rts's Mm -hmm. uh and um the the fact they put it on the xbox because of the limitations is why they put it on the xbox just like they put the auto distribution there's just certain things you can't do well and constantly going back to your town center, unless you like physically hotkey it with your triggers, is not uh, an easy thing. I think there is like a shortcut for it, but it's again not super easy like it is on the PC. Um, I say easy, but fun- functional, I guess, is the word. Uh, there's ups and downs to auto training production things. Um, what was the game? Godsworn had auto producing villagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it worked okay with the way that, I mean, it was was, was a very rough game, but they, it worked good because of the way the resources functioned. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it in this though. I don't Uh, think it'd be a bad
0: thing to add. I I do think the reason that that like it's already exists for people who crack into the game, I think is absolute bogus, but the idea behind it that it's why have that in the game. I mean, it is a little arbitrary, but my only thought, the only thing I can counter with this as to why this might not be a good idea is I wonder how, resource allocation determines when you keep building villagers or not. You know? Like, what if you don't have the... Re- what happens when you don't have the resources to build another villager as you are saving up trying to get build something else? Now, obviously, that See, seems kind of dumb, because you should always be building no, villagers, no, no. but...
2: You, you're right. There are some uh, build orders that actually skip villager production time for a few seconds to hit a earlier timing. Like, there's there's there were some French builds that were popular, where you pop out a night at, like, Sub four minutes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you skip the villager for that. I well, mean, they're well, no longer the popular it... because it sucks. But
0: and like when when do you, how do you put a cap on when it stops making villagers? Because what if you hit like 115 and you don't want any more villagers? I mean, it reaches the point where having more vills is a detriment to you. You know, yep. unless you're the opposite. Unless you're the opposite. I mean, even then, though, if you're rocking 160 builds, you're gonna have a hard time winning anything because you only got 40 military. I mean, you, you reach they the they get where promoted do... to
1: militia soccer team. Oh, do
0: they? Is that new? I don't. You, you <laughs> just aim moved them into the opponent's base. You just, you just build. <laughs> you know uh, who is it who does that all the time? Snoopa. Snoopa. No, no. This... Snoopa. No, someone yeah. whose build order is literally just they're gonna put down like three, T- four TCs as English, and they'll just try and like rush you with villagers. I almost stopped him. he challenged me and I, I played a game with him i think he did it to beal then he tried doing it to me and i almost i almost torched his it came down to who could torch their stuff thing first and i forgot i was hre and could use uh, uh emergency, emergency repairs. if i had clicked that button i would have won the game because we were both torching each other's places down at the same
1: time that's so funny uh who was i don't know now? about that guy but i know snoopa does the villagers only thing that's basically him where he's done it before it was Zeno. Yeah,
3: Thano.
0: yeah, Thano will do that. Yep, yep. Shout out to Thano. Thano I knew it was coming. Yep,
3: oh my yeah. gosh! As
0: English, I, I, I almost stopped him too. I just, I, I uh again, I forgot emergency repairs, or I would have had him because I left a little bait group at home and I was hitting his guys really hard and torching his buildings down. It was literally a who can torch down each other's buildings first, and it was like the difference of like four hundred HP on his last landmark. I just forgot emergency repairs. I felt so stupid. I was like, right there, I, I, I didn't even knew it.
1: You know, we need to talk, buddy. This yeah. is me. Me yeah. and your, your boy Calamari is coming at you. Stop being degenerate. <laughs> Come on, bro.
2: Hey, Fitzbro made a video on an Ottoman all in where he just pulls oh all Vills. So oh, and that's and that's really, really, really scary.
0: Like you it's really hard to defend. It's like getting Kremlin rushed by a bunch of villagers. But that's easy to defend. Yeah, yeah. But man, it's just uh I remember getting rushed by villagers once uh, as I, the one time I played Ottomans, it was on Prairie versus English. I think I mentioned it a couple months ago on this podcast and I got English tower rushed by the villagers and they shoot arrows. And so my spears that were coming out, couldn't take care of them. And my villagers couldn't take care of them because they had long bows or short bows. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Auto train villagers. Uh, yeah. The, my only question is how do you stop that? What if you,
1: want the resources it'll, it'll be else. a toggle i mean that's pretty mm. easy to it because that's how you turn it on i guarantee it's just a toggle on a town center i that haven't clicked sense. a custom a custom game yet um i've just done the trainings and stuff like that for it but i guarantee it's a toggle press up or x or something to turn on auto train villages which like i said on the xbox specifically it makes sense because it's there are just certain things you can do better with a mouse and keyboard than you can with a controller yeah. so it functionally plays into that but this does bring me questions to cross play this i guess amplifies the issue the 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 issues with cross play currently which is at a certain level you'll uh you'll beat people on xbox by by constantly producing villagers without thinking about it and only having to a move Mm -hmm. and then once you hit the gameplay level where people are doing that on their own then your micro becomes a problem for you and you automatically lose uh yeah, so I think that really makes actually a pretty heavy distinction between the two being functional.
0: Um, I mean, that might be a case for just making that part of the game, too, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, so yes, but um, it's technically building villagers and remembering to do so, while tedious and not innately fun, is part of the skill floor for rts games or at least historically has been it doesn't necessarily have to be going forward um but it has basically been proven that if you automate villager production uh the game loses like a certain base level funness to it even though it's not innately fun it's it's really hard to explain but there's been a lot of talks about this specific thing that i've listened to hmm. um from like day nine and stuff and and they talk about how there's like this um, kind of the chaff and the stupid nitty gritty stuff kind of sets the floor for where the fun lays on. And if you pull that away, then the fun doesn't have a floor to sit on and you kind of have this weird floaty fun and it gets kind of weird. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about it, but it would be weird to have cross play and have it function on one and not the other. Yeah. Uh, I, and that's kind of where I go. Well, now we're with this and the auto distribution stuff. We're kind of making almost two different games. Uh, and i don't know how crossplay even i mean unless the like
0: micro that. really is that impactful you know
1: or you need that well, and do- at that point so then the, my question is this if they add crossplay and xbox only has these functions why would i not get my mouse and keyboard plug my xbox into my computer screen and play mouse and keyboard on xbox to get the best of both worlds mm. Yeah, that's my question unless then and I, I would auto mean, build sometimes, villagers and sometimes have certain t-
0: games some games i know like you like like kind of like aim it's, it's like the the big question of aim assist right like i know for mm-hmm. uh, i'll take fortnite for example the moment you plug in your mouse and keyboard with uh and try and play fortnite the auto assist is gone or the aim yes. or the aim assist is gone so so yes yeah, so like could that that'd be probably pretty to turn it off.
1: i suppose um and then and I guess then I guess we get the cool Call of Duty uh, rambling on Reddit posts where people are like, oh my gosh, people <laughs> who play on console are oh. so bad. They get all the hacks. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, I the mean, pros already have training so.
0: anyways. You know, the pros already have that, apparently.
1: Yeah. The pros are, yeah, pros are already modding already like, you know mod
0: like, the game to, to get them to conquer. Beal, is, this,
1: is this how you're ahead of us all? I want to know. Talk.
3: Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm no, I, I mean, it is frustrating uh because i've got the halo master chief collection on pc and playing against guys with controllers who have aim assist is so frustrating just keep <laughs> just keep the player bases separate
1: i i think i tend to agree especially with such drastic things like this um I mean, although i would love have to have custom play games
3: cross play yeah custom yeah. games cross play custom lobbies for sure but uh keep Quick match, rank match, all that stuff separate. Mm,
0: that's
2: interesting. Yeah. mean Let me get into my Reddit or mindspace. Uh, but
0: but the queue times, man, the queue times. Honestly, uh, so yeah, Reddit just is not happy that this isn't already crossplay. <laughs> so I've seen so many people saying like, "I'm very disappointed." It's a, it sounds like a, like, a, like a vice principal sending a letter home to your child. Like we're very disappointed in little Timmy's uh, performance here today. He was not <laughs> act, acting out of behavior. <laughs> Uh, we're very disappointed that AoE and the Microsoft did not implement crossplay. They did not turn in their work. It's not a complete game. <laughs> it really is how it feels sometimes listening to those posts.
1: That's that's pretty funny. Um, you think? Am I, I don't, I don't know. know. Am I funny? I hope I'm funny. I think so. Something rare, rarely, but it does happen. Rarely? Ooh, okay. Uh, no, I'll work on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not my last Reddit post. Uh, we can take a quick break and then maybe I don't know if we want to uh, go straight to our uh, our extra sheeps finish out this yeah. episode is this long or short this feels like a shorter episode today we're kind of just it's, we're, right we're just it.
1: peaking two hours looks at right the two now. hour mark
0: Oh, yeah, that's enough okay
3: three hour recently but those are those, those are those, are, those, things really <laughs> those long are exceptional ones.
0: yeah, yeah. We, we can we can have but when we get more information from microsoft we will give you more content that's that's so write your senators um write your your congressional write <laughs> <district>. your senators
1: <laughs> get them to
0: get them to, can, to force them to give us more information uh for for you ask glad uh i don't know what your guys's democratic uh, process looks like um our, our writing our senators doesn't do anything any, anyway so uh you know
1: democratic process Is that <laughs> A
0: Isn't, forms it, yeah. to
1: turn in. Isn't it like a room of bratwurst and 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 coleslaw? And
0: I thought it was just really. Yeah, I thought it was just so very hot young maidens with, with large Bavaria, of beer.
3: Actually,
0: as, is it not just young maidens <laughs> with beer? Is that not how it works? Young maidens with beer.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I'm on board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are too. We are too. You know.
1: Political reform in Germany. We've solved it. As We've American solved it. Teams.
0: More maidens, and they need to bring the guys the beer. There you go. That sounds like the opposite of what we just saw with a, a RB movie. Um. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, uh, let's take a break and we'll get to our extra sheep. Hello, Sockerton here. Um, it's super duper late at night as I'm recording this. Um, I'm just rushing this to get edited and put away. I was I, I've been grinding way too many hours on like Baldur's Gate and Age of Empires. Uh, I was, I'm just playing too many games and not editing like I should be. So I'm rushing this one a little bit this week. Uh, just a shout out again, uh, ask does a good job of mentioning it for us throughout this episode, but we do have a Patreon. Um, we've got bonus content on there. I send out stickers and coasters to everyone who signs up, uh, how long it takes to get there. It, it That depends on the mail system, but we do have Patreon. Um, any amount that you can donate is awesome. Those funds are literally going straight to funding everything for the podcast. Uh, And that's it. So we definitely appreciate those who have done so. You can check us out on Patreon, like, slash the extra sheep. It's like the first thing that pops up when you look it up. Super easy. Uh, Besides that, uh, Rising Empires is still a thing. They're doing weekly tournaments, as always. Be sure to do that. And then besides, besides that, what else do I need to say? My wife is putting something right here. What does that say? Oh, yeah, YouTube. She wrote YouTube in nice cursive. Uh, There is a YouTube. Uh, my wife and I have decided that we're going to try to get that up the Saturday after. So this coming Saturday, if this is Tuesday and you're listening to us right now, uh, the YouTube episode will be live by Saturday. If you're listening already, you probably don't care. If you're listening on to YouTube after the fact, hey, we remembered. So, so appreciate that. Besides that, uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. And we'll just send you right back. And usually we don't take a real break here ask that we just kind of dive right in because we already took a break does he so. know what extra sheep are do you know what hey, does he know what extra i are? i
2: know i know what extra she- you thinking. know you guys you guys kept companies <laughs> you guys kept me company for nine hours while i was driving from southern germany
0: to the north sea so well good then we don't have to tell you about them oh <laughs> I mean, we gotta tell them what our,
3: our sheeps are though yes it's true i am keep mine a secret <laughs>
2: you know, oh do i do i have to reveal it now uh no yeah. no no, no, no you, don't, you, don't, you don't it's not a
3: big thing because i you have to review know. it yeah make sure it's good we have, to, we have
0: a very long process it's lots of forms you're german so you'll like this part uh we are like a large process it <laughs> goes through a review process and then it goes to another chair in a committee it's actually I'll, a large committee i'll have
2: you know not a single german in this world likes that likes the bureaucratic process then
1: why do you guys do it
0: Then again, I I could say the same about everything we do here in America.
1: I don't think Americans like our process either. Yeah, we don't either. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Who's running this whole thing anyway? We don't like it, but there's
0: there's a proper
2: way to do things, and we're doing it.
0: I will say the one thing I love about America that we inherited basically from England, especially, which I'm sure is probably just a European thing in general, is uh, I love queuing for things like in person, in a line. I love when you're in line, you've got your spot in a line, everyone knows it, everyone lines up single file. Queuing is such a nice thing. When people don't know how to queue, it irritates me. I'm such a, like a middle-aged dad when I say that, but...
3: Yeah, dude, waiting rocks. I love waiting.
0: <laughs> waiting is awesome. Well, waiting when everyone has to wait their fair share. You know, that that's, that's the fairness and equality I want to see in the world.
1: Let me ask you this, and I don't know if you want to kick the podcast on for this question, but I saw... Uh, post where a lady didn't move forward in line as it progressed until her until it was her time at the front and so there was like her a big gap until the desk and then when she was going to the desk she would move
0: ew how do you feel about that i feel repulsed that's not queuing that is being uh, stupid <laughs> queuing is you move everyone falls in a very creepy single file human caterpillar line that's how it should go One at a time. No, like, rushing the (laughs) counter. No shouting. (laughs) One at a time. You're
2: you're that guy in a traffic jam behind me that just honked at me because I wasn't filling (laughs) up the space in front of me for the last four seconds since it opened up, right?
0: I'm the guy who gets mad when people don't do the zipper style for merging.
1: Oh my yeah, god! I mean, no, nobody is understands so how bad that about Don't that, worry bro. about it. Like
0: it's one than the other. You got to go one every other, and that's how you merge. You got people need to learn to merge. I'm the guy who gets mad that people aren't confident drivers and don't know how to get on the freeway. That that's me. Pete,
1: I I moved to Wyoming from Oregon, and it is so much better over here. It is yeah. an Oregon issue. It is a nightmare on Actually, freeway. It's bro. also a
0: really big problem in uh like Atlanta area in Georgia. Really? It, it's, it's oh yeah, the, the east the southeastern seaboard has a real problem with merging.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad.
0: You know, Californians, actually, for all the crap we give them, they drive really they fast. Can merge. But we can merge. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I realized I was driving uh, in Southern California like probably a year ago. And I'm a really confident driver. And I just whoop right in, And I was like, man, yep. this is so because Utah is really bad for it, too. They've got that huge freeway and no one knows mm. how to merge. Right. And it, it's just an absolute no. no one. Yeah, it's insane. But California actually knows how to merge. It's not bad. Yeah, Portland's really bad, though. You would know, Kayla, but Portland's really bad. Oh, it's
1: it's. I hate you, can't, oh, you. You get I'm on 205 so and you're just dead. It doesn't matter. Your life's over. <laughs> it sucks. It's
0: anyways, back to this is the extra sheep where we talk about sheepy things, uh, not traffic problems. And Germany's uh, uh, large bureaucratic network and America's uh, political issues. <clears throat> extra sheep. Time. <laughs> I'm just going to put all this in. I'm just going to just. Right in, just boom. <laughs> you're you're welcome, everyone. This is like X. Usually, this is like bonus content for the Patreon. I'm just going to leave this one in. Uh, <laughs> uh, Extra. Well, I got a
3: question then. Uh, yeah. So, oh. if we're talking about cues, what do you guys think about? Suppose there's five different cash registers. Do you want a separate line for each one, or a major line that feeds off into the next Ooh. available? Ooh, that's. I'd um, like to use
0: the Chick Fil A model.
3: What is I don't know that. It's, model. it's one
0: big line, and then you just, and then when, then they call you up when you're ready. Like next one, we can have you here, and then you just go. So big line, and oh, then like you an go. Like
3: yeah, take a number system.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, That's that's the take the number system. That's the efficient way to do it. That's
0: the German way to do it. But uh, anyway, and that is the way um, i want to do it. That's you my, you my take not you
2: take away the uh, like the satisfaction of being in the right lane. Right? Yes. Oh, no, I, 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 I I never, never do, do that. that. counter. So you pick this counter upon some very arbitrary uh
0: metrics and then some lady in front of you even though it's a shorter line takes five years longer than she should and then all the lines that were longer end up going faster and you regret your life decisions yes yep yep
2: i I mean it's just chaos theory right Yep. it's just that way
1: i like one line many many (laughs) registers because then you don't have one lady holding up a whole line because when that happens, like at their grocery store, they're like, I can help whoever's waiting in the other line because my line's not slow. And so I think you solve that issue by having one big line and many.
0: Yep. That is the way to it. Um, the Chick-fil-A model. The German way. Yeah, kind of. The German way. way. <laughs>
2: am am <laughs> I a, a bad person when I say I just I just take the automated cash? Like the, the automated. Uh, you don't support human for.
1: workers? <laughs> How dare you? Honestly. No, I, I don't support human stop. workers
0: because I'm just twice as fast alone i do that if i'm at like a wendy's or i'm at a mcdonald's and they've got those little things i i do that i go straight to that i don't i don't want to talk to a person they mess up my order anyways they don't punch it in right they don't under like, i'm just gonna go straight to the computer boop 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 light mayo uh extra pickles done and it always comes out usually okay oh that's why i don't go through drive throughs anymore either they always get my order wrong then you have to awkwardly bring the bag in and be like excuse me you actually screwed this up and then they're like oh okay and then you just feel really bad and then Everyone's the whole point. Why'd you go through the drive-thru anyways? They just forgot your extra taco or something.
2: Always do, you, do you call for food delivery or do you just use an online, online service?
0: Online service. But then they still forget stuff with the food delivery stuff. So I've stopped doing that too.
2: <laughs> yeah, because the people who uh, get your order ready, then just read the stuff and forget
0: it. Yeah, yeah. I go, in person is my favorite way to eat anywhere. I, I, I'm so over the yeah. whole. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to complain. This is my boomer moment, everyone. Why is fast food not fast anymore? Like if I'm gonna eat junk, I at least want it to be on time. Gosh, okay. That's such an old person <laughs> yes, I love it. Really it. Is, <laughs> I know. Like I, it's ever since the pandemic hit, fast food just isn't fast. Like we gave, we gave, we bent over backwards as consumers. Like oh, like they're still working. They are the real heroes. You know, our, our, the real heroes of the pandemic were nurses and kids working at McDonald's. Like what the heck? And then we were so like it's a, these unprecedented times. You know, we're gonna be really patient. I'm over it. It's been three years. All of us are back to work <laughs> in person. Masks are off in hospitals. Why is fast food not fast? That's my boomer moment.
2: Back in my day. Back fast in my food. day. Fast dude. I know. ordered myself a pizza just to be on this podcast. And it arrived within 30 minutes. I'm happy.
0: Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good for you. German pizza must be always on time, I guess. Good stuff. <sighs> pizza sounds good right Cheap, huh? <laughs> All right, guys. Um, what is my extra sheep? I didn't write it down. What was it? I had it. I'm going to go to someone else. I usually I, I have it written down. I didn't have it that today. So, uh Sir Neville's not here. Uh Caleb, do you have an extra sheep you'd like to share with us today?
1: Uh I think my extra sheep's I think just related to the Xbox release where um just having a fresh take on a thing you used to do or a thing you've fallen out of can kind of reinvigorate you. Uh and that's kind of what I noticed. I like, I kind of want to go play age of empires now. And that's the first time I've said that sentence in a minute. Hmm. Uh, where I like, I don't know. I like want to sit down and play through that, that art of war that's broken because of the, the gulams and, and like sweat trying to micro. And like, I don't know. It's just like this fresh, this fresh take on a, an old classic, I guess is, uh, I don't know. It helps re- revitalize you.
0: I like it. I remember my extra sheep, uh, I have exercised my demons, exorcised, exercised. Boy, that's I, so sound. Are that's they sound on very... a treadmill or are they <laughs> your body? treadmill? Uh, they're doing uh, they're doing burpees right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so China has been a long term thorn in my side. Um, I hate them sometimes. Uh, HRE goes really well yep, into China yep. sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. especially on. What is becoming my favorite map to play HRE on uh, Hill and Dale. You're
2: going to say Hill. Oh, my God. Dude,
0: it's so freaking easy as HRE. Welcome to to the club, brother. It's so great. I like this China guy. Let me get every single relic. I think I played my best. In fact, I need to like have Beale do like a, a recap of my game and like give me a replay analysis because it was like the best HRE game I think I've ever done. I took so many perfect fights. Uh, he went, like, full crossbows on me because I was going med at arms, as HRE does. I like, I had the foresight to build mangonels and a spring gold. I hit so many juicy mango shots. Uh, he actually didn't... I didn't. Have to, he turtled up and was just about to starve for gold and was looking for outside gold. I was literally just about to start going after the the side gold and looking for where he was at because I had a feeling he was going to be starving inside for those precious resources. And uh, he, he GG'd after, like three consecutive like brutal fights on his part. Uh so I, I just wanted to say like a, getting the relics on HRE and when you have like a really good Aachen chapel placement and you just you're just taking map control. Like there's a like, certain moment like where sometimes you play a game and you're just in the zone. And I, I I'm I need to kind of find what what it was that made me feel so locked in. But this was just a game where I was wondering if he was gonna pressure me. Like I I was like foreseeing and I was trying to scout for his pressure. And he wasn't pressuring me with anything. Uh, I ended up building because I was going well, to go for a barracks and get spears or am I going to go for men at arms to take care of the or spears? Or was I going to go for, uh, sorry, not men at arms but uh, horsemen to take care of the jugs? And I was like, what's it going to be? You know, like he's probably going to go one or the other. He's either going to go horsemen or jugs uh, to try and stop me. He didn't really go for anything. He went for some jugs late. And so I built one of each. I built a like, barracks and uh, stables as I was aging up. And I, I just was in the zone. It just felt, and then maybe it's because he wasn't playing well and I was just playing normal. But man, when you feel like you're locked in, this game can just be like a euphoric experience when you're just getting all those relics, you're getting all those extra sheep, the bells are ringing, things are good. Uh, so yeah, that was my sheep Was I finally managed to, to just really romp, like just to stomp all over uh, a China player. And it just felt really good.
1: It's like, that's a good story. I always love to hear good China stomping. Yeah, Tim would be proud. Hey would be problem i'm happy if you're out
2: there and i'm still am asking you should, should i review that game you should i just we should it. have asked you want, okay you know after, hey, let's, let's review it. that let's game that. i
0: would love to I, I will i will show it if you want to stream right after this i will happily let you take a look at it cuz it was it was i, I had a pretty don't good want to stream right after
2: this because it's 1 in the morning but oh that's fair, that's fair well
0: <laughs> it'd be up oh the problem is you stream at such a hard times when i'm i'm at work tomorrow well i will send we can, you we can find I, a I moment find, we'll find a moment i'll have you look at the game it was a pretty good game I, honestly my Aachen Chapel placement was really good I got the relics the one thing I need to do is I, I needed to, and thankfully he gg'd right before this and I was going to do it so when you do review, really look at it just know that I knew he was running out of gold that he was gonna have to start looking at, or trading or doing something on the sides and he just moved his villagers out to go start taking a big gold mine there was nothing there to protect it so I was gonna start moving into that but yeah it was a good game It was really good probably my best game I've had in a while stay
2: advised the last time i thought really 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 good about a win and then i had tim review the game for me because just, i like, wanted to you, you know, improve and then he told me yeah well you beat a conqueror but that guy played like
0: <laughs> uh, and to be fair i think my guy did play pretty terribly too i do i don't think he played very well although i had some good micro i, I had some pretty good micro so i'll give myself some credit yeah i was happy okay let me be happy let me be happy let me have this Uh Beal, what do you got for your extra sheep?
3: Yeah. Uh so originally when we were gonna do this episode, it was before all of the big announcements. Uh and I was thinking we could do like an episode sort of centered around community because I know uh within the past like week or so, Beastie put out a video that was just like, Hey, uh something that's really important for AoE4 is to like continue to grow and support the community. From like top streamers all the way down to like just random people streaming um, any sort of event that you see happening. Uh, So I was originally going to talk about about that, but we got more interesting uh, developments (laughs) coming in this week. Uh, But I just kind of want to echo that sentiment of uh, this game is great because of the people who play it and uh you know sticking around posting on the reddit um following people on twitch with you know lower stream numbers checking out rising empires those weekly tournaments um as well as all the just random one-off tournaments that get posted on reddit um that's what's gonna help give this game staying power uh just being a part of it all so uh, that's what was on my mind coming into this episode uh, before, before you know the the EGC announcement and the Japanese, and yeah, just throwing out another like, hey, this community's as good as you want to make it, and I think right now uh, we got something really good going on. On
1: an unrelated note, we have a Patreon. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, we are saving up to hopefully, actually, we're not going to announce anything today, but Beal yeah. has been in the works. He has been thinking, uh, we've got a friend named Bitterland who makes some good maps. We have been thinking maybe sometime in the future doing some kind something. of event or something. Yeah, I'm going to give you about as much information on this as uh, Microsoft gave us of Japan this week. we uh, have got to keep it in theme. Something, something's coming, okay? just We're announcing the announcement today.
3: <laughs> We're gonna see
0: the
3: announcement. Uh, uh So now I really need to do this then. Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. We, 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 we'll keep we'll keep we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. We will do something with it. Uh we've gotten some Patreon dollars now and we could do a little something with it. I need to, to reimburse myself for hosting the podcast and for the stickers and the coasters, but after that, you guys have been supporting us. Uh and that we've appreciated that. And we that's just gonna enable us to keep doing some cool things. Hopefully, some more content coming your guys' way soon. Uh, before then, though, we've got one more person who hasn't given us an extra sheep. I don't know if you want to. You don't have to, Sir Nevels. But, or not Sir Nevels. Wow, I just read Sir Nevels on the thing, saying that he's always mad. Oh, uh, man. And it's now always mad Ask-a-lad. Uh Askalad, do you have an extra sheep you'd like to share? Uh, well,
2: it's nothing exciting because uh, I'll be perfectly honest here. I mean, about a month ago. It wasn't. No, it's, it's three weeks, actually. Holy shit. Like, time flies when you're having fun. About three weeks ago, uh, Baldur's Gate released, and ever since then, I really haven't touched Age of Empires all that much. My man. <laughs> That's okay. We forgive um, you. <laughs> and also, I was, I was away on vacation for, for like eight days, but
0: uh, yeah. Uh, you can, even just, give us, you can week, even just give us a, a freaking review of Baldur's Gate, and I'd take that as an extra sheep today. I mean, that game looks
2: so No, fun. no, 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 no. We are, we are going Age you of Empires here, you but you yeah, Baldur's, okay. Baldur's Gate is an amazing game, and you should play it, Yes. If you're unsure, just get it and enjoy. Just get it, do it. But uh, yeah, let's. Where, where was I going with this? Yeah, I was. I was actually uh, sitting sitting at the North Sea, at the beach. I had uh, pretty good Wi-Fi there, surprisingly for Germany, because you don't get that where I live. But uh, yeah, I was sitting there and I was uh, watching Lash's stream. <laughs> so, funnily enough, and uh, yeah, uh, there was a. Uh, I, I, got, I got schooled on me- game mechanics because Lash was playing against Zerton, and uh, he was uh, playing Ottoman Fast Castle, shout out to Beal and Style. against, against uh, Rus. I can't really remember but he went for a Sacred Side victory and oh. I thought to myself well yeah that's not gonna work because it's Ruse but what I didn't know is how Sacred Sides work now because I was fully convinced that it still—if you have units on the on the sacred side when someone comes to contest it—the timer keeps on ticking. It does not. Hmm. It was funny because in that game exactly it bugged out because uh, the gremlins died on the sacred side, and then it bugged out and just kept infinitely ticking, no matter if there was units on there or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, I didn't, I actually didn't know that. I casted about, I don't know how many games and I was fully convinced that is the mechanic and
1: I was wrong. Hmm. You thought you had to like completely uncapture it before it would stop?
2: No, no, no. I, I, th- I thought uh, if you, if you had like uh, the way it used to work is if you had a unit of your own on the sacred side before your opponent comes to contest it, then the timer keeps on going until your unit dies. Then the
0: timer stops.
2: Uh, but it's not like that anymore. Now you just walk on the sacred side and the timer stops.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. So you could have a more
2: clutch I think last in the play.
1: Yeah. I, yeah don't, and I don't know if that's how it was worked. Huh? And I
2: think it's good and bad, just giving my two cents here, because on, on stuff like King of the Hill, it was basically impossible to contest sacred side once it's been captured and fortified. But uh, now, like on a on, on a hip map where there's not a singular sacred side, it's basically impossible to get a sacred side win, hmm. because it's so easy to contest and decap. But yeah, yeah, that was that's. Win, huh? Yeah, that's uh, my my extra sheep in that case. Like, and yeah, like shout it. out to Zerton like who did not deserve to lose this game, but at the same time, you got you played ruse. You went far... I mean, it was the correct choice, but <laughs> still, he went he went fast. Imperial popped down like five keeps, and then he came to uh, contest the sacred side.
0: I need to shout out yeah. my uh, my brother in law again on this podcast. we mentioned, I think, Beal. You said it was Asglad who said that uh, Delhi is just a lot more micro intensive or like a lot more labor intensive for very minimal gains. Right. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, yeah. My, my brother-in-law, he said, he, he announced to me, I was hanging out with him this weekend. He was like, guess what sucked. I got, I'm doing a new, I picked up a new Civ besides just English. He's been learning the game. He's new to the game. He's been getting actually a lot better than he was. He's, he's really come a long way and he's picking up a second Civ. And he had me guess every Civ trying to figure out what Civ he went with. And I was worried for it's to be Malians. It wasn't Malians. It's not China. I was like, HRE? No, not HRE, not French. He's going for Delhi. And I was like, dude, no, it's so much more effort for such a little <laughs> game. But he's like, nah, I like it. He likes it a lot. it's so. fun though. It is it's a fun, fun yeah, It's fun. get tip. it going. So I hope don't his, don't uh, ever
2: pick it on a water map, but otherwise.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. So I just was thinking about you, asked Glad when I when I was talking to him about that. oh so.
2: Right. Oh, well. what what you totally should be doing, by the way, just realize that I watched Pat earlier streaming the uh, uh, what's the word the the Xbox version, and uh, he was playing Delhi. Do you know how fun it is to age up and then have to go to, through those ring menus and click all click of the
0: factory <laughs> upgrades? Oh
1: gosh, that would be it a, is nightmare. a nightmare. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, I didn't think about that either because I was like, oh, here's wheelbarrow. Click. <laughs> I didn't think of having to. Three different buildings. Yeah,
0: that's, that's true. Wow. So that's you know that's that things like that are what are going to make the two versions of the game feel very different. I think that's that's. I'll, I'll be excited to see going forward more of those things popping up. It's a good time to be an Age of Empires fan and a player. It's a good good time for us. Hopefully, in the oh, next yeah. couple of weeks we'll have a, even more coming our way. Till then, though, uh, this has been the Extra Sheep. Uh, I think we'll sign off here and enjoy the rest of our day. Thanks, guys, for being on. Ask glad Thanks for staying up late with us, man.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. You, by the way, I was going to mention this earlier, but now is a good time as any. Uh, guys, we, we, they, these guys have a Patreon here. We have a Patreon, of course. I'm, I'm part of this group now. Yeah, hi. And uh, ever since I signed up, like half a week ago, I immediately got invited here. Coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> uh... So, yeah, if you want to be on a podcast... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know
2: sign up I don't know. for the <laughs> patreon we
1: might stick you <laughs> on here That's you I like on the show. <laughs> oh. yeah we do have Patreon. We do
0: have a lot of bonus content there too so if you want to hear all the behind the scenes uh of the show there's quite a bit i usually do a pretty good job of posting something on there every like week or two or every two weeks at least a couple we, we've got quite a bit on there now so yeah, that and, all, and I, 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 got, I scrolled through
2: that, that's good stuff.
0: I've also got some more coasters and stickers. I know Glads is in the mail right now. Actually, or is it? Did you give me your address? You did give me your address. I sent stuff to you. Yeah. I gave you my address. Yep, that was before
2: mail. I joined the Patreon, so maybe it didn't go into it's the mail after all. It's in the mail. mail, in the mail.
0: Well, I'm getting it because you're foreign, it takes a long time to get there. Our mail is is pretty fast in country, but once it goes out of country, it usually it gets there, it just might take forever. But it's super cheap, so. Doesn't uh, matter where you are in the world, I will mail it to you. How fast it gets there is uh, not not up to me, but uh, it'll get there, hopefully. Except for Sir Neville's. I've got Sir Neville's envelope still on my uh, desk right here. It got returned to sender. Apparently the address was wrong, but I double checked and it wasn't. So, Sir Neville's, if you're listening to this, what's the address? Figure it out. Yeah, uh, 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 zero two. Yeah, let him tell.
3: <laughs> 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 I'll let you know. If it's right. Extra Sheep
0: Boulevard in uh, Town Center, New Jersey. Just kidding. Uh, all right, guys. Have a have a good rest of you guys' day, and I'll catch you guys in two weeks.
2: Yeah, sounds good. Great. See ya. Bye. Join rising empires. <laughs> <laughs>